be good for you to spend some time with kids who don't run around with cameras and... Uh, could you close your eyes, please? Yeah. Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Damon Shaw. Well, I'm not Damon Shaw. I'm Mike Ortiz. Damon will be here in the second half of the show because we have an unusual show. Um, it's going to be the best summer movie 2011. Now, that's not unusual, but how we're doing this is uh, the outcome of any Geek Fight depends on the people who make a panel. So we wondered how things would play out if we had two completely different panels doing the exact same list. Uh, would we get the same winner? Would we get the same Final Four? Uh, how similar will they play out? How many of the same arguments will pop up? Uh, tonight we're going to find out. We have a smaller list of only 16 movies since we're doing this twice. And uh, most of us probably haven't seen 32 movies this summer. Uh, I haven't seen everything on this list, but uh, that never stops me from telling you what I think about them. Uh, as always, we set them up in elimination tournament style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. Uh, you still use Geek Logic as always to determine the winner. Uh, Damon will be back after the break with an entirely different panel, but let's uh, meet our panel first. We have Brian Townsend. How are you? And uh, since we're not doing Geek Cred after the break, uh, Brian, what's your Geek Cred? Um, well, uh, as a uh, semi regular on the Geek Fight show, um, I know a lot about nerditude in general. Uh, so much, in fact, that uh, Damon and I are now hosting our own podcast, the Into series. We're going to start off doing Into the Batcave, which will be all of the Warner Brothers animated um, Batmans, and we'll be moving on from there. So if you're looking for more of what you're going to hear tonight, you can uh, look us up at uh, in number two. The, uh, at uh, I, I don't have the other uh, at uh, yahoo.com or into the back cave, just google into the back cave. We'll have we'll links on us. the on geekfights.net also. Uh, next up, I'm, we've got Tess Craft. Hey, how you doing? And what's your geek crit? Uh, well, I'm a movie geek and a music geek and a comic geek and a book geek and worked at the Michigan Renaissance Festival for the last 15 years. I'm a steampunker. I'm a gamer. I mean, pick something. Uh, that and I'm a girl, so that's extra geek points right there. Uh, and uh, welcome back to the show, Tom Zambeck. How you doing? What's your geek cred, Tom? Uh, general movie geek. Uh, like Tess, I'm a lit geek as well. Uh, I work in movies. I work for Sony Pictures, and every day, I'm proud to say I walk a couple hundred yards out of my way into the office just so I can walk by the set where they're building the Batcave for the new Bat movie. So I think that makes me uh, kind of geeky. Uh, I would have to agree with that. And uh, making his Geek Fights debut, Mike D. Hey, I, I'm sorry. I was still uh, getting 
lost in tests and steampunk. Sorry, I'm a geek. So a girl talking about steampunk. I'm already derailed. Uh, <laughs> as if you need more geek cred, um, I actually am a film reviewer for backlotd.com. Uh, that is a, a movie website dedicated to information and reviews and pictures. Uh, uh, and, and also special attention paid to things in and from and, and about the D. So again, that was backlotd.com. We also have a Facebook page that we always love to get new uh, uh, new new members of. And uh, also, uh, more geek film cred, I am a regular extra for Breathe Again Entertainment, Terrell Colbert, and, and his uh, fan films. Uh, other than that, comic geek, just overall, uh, overall, overall geek. So, uh, yeah. alrighty, and uh, the uh, the other guy from Backlot D, uh, Rob Worley, uh, will be joining Damon in the second half of the show. But uh, for now, let's get to the fights. Uh, Brian, you're starting off. It's Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus Midnight in Paris. All right. So we have uh, a. Uh, Reboot of the, uh, or, or, yeah, I guess a reboot of the Planet of the Apes franchise versus a uh, very well-reviewed Woody Allen movie. Um, not, you know, just, and I don't really have a dog in this fight, but I'm going to pick the Rise of the Planet of the Apes because a lot of my picks are going to be based on, on what I think is going to be a better summer movie. And Woody Allen movies are generally just kind of too cerebral for what I'm looking for when I go to the movies in the summertime, which is just basically something highly entertaining to watch while I'm sucking up air conditioning and eating popcorn. And a movie about monkeys kicking people in the ass, that sounds way more entertaining and makes me less think less. So I'm going to go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. A vote for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Tess. I, I'm looking at a, at a similar issue here. It's I, I have a, a real love for the old Planet of the Apes series of movies, even as bad as many of the sequels were. And on the other hand, I am also a, I'm, I admit that I am kind of a, a film nerd. It's a, it's an intellectual thing, but I cannot for the life of me get into Woody Allen. I just, I can't love Woody Allen. I've tried and it just doesn't work for me. So I've got to go with uh, crazed, super brilliant apes and monkeys. Another vote for Planet of the Apes. Tom. Well, this is going to be the toughest matchup I probably face in this entire game because these are the two of my favorite movies that I've seen this summer. And they're going head to head in the first round. So it is very difficult. Uh, on one hand, I'm a huge fan of the Planet of the Apes franchise, and I thought not only was this a great addition to it, but it kind of successfully created this prequel-slash-reboot hybrid that I really got into, and uh, I really got into the storyline of the apes themselves and kind of got into their uh, emotional struggle, for lack of a better term. Uh, and yet, uh, Woody Allen is one of my favorite filmmakers, and I honestly thought Midnight in Paris was one of his best efforts in a while. Uh, and as a former English major and lit geek, it's littered with uh, literary references and uh, a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, if you grew up reading uh, that canon and stuff in college, you could really get into the movie. Uh, that said, uh, 
since this is a summer movie list, it's really, really tough for me, uh, like the previous two votes before me, to actually vote for Midnight in Paris because it's not really that summer movie popcorn feel that I think. So I am going to cast my vote in favor of Apes. Another vote for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mike. All right. Um, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I know it's going to seem hypocritical, me being a Jew, but I really can't stand Woody Allen. And uh, I guess I should thank him for making it okay to talk about therapy in public. But beyond that, I just don't, I really just don't dig what he does. And despite the fact that I had some issues with Planet of the Apes, which uh, presuming it, it moves on, I'll, I'll save some of the heavy criticism. But at the end of the day, it's about some cool apes kicking some ass. So, And it's a summer movie thing. And uh, despite its faults, I got to give my vote to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Another vote for Planet of the Apes. Uh, well, you know, at this point, my vote doesn't matter. So I'll give it to Midnight in Paris. Uh, just really uh, to, to show it some love, I really did think it was a great movie. Uh, I'm the one who put it on this list, even though I knew it wasn't really a summer movie. But uh, it, it really kind of went again ex against expectations. I think it was easily the best movie he's done in a very, very long time. I thought everybody in it was great. Uh, I'm not a lit nerd, but uh, I was. I took a lot of art history in college, so all the the art history uh, in the movie appealed to me quite a bit too. So even though Planet of the Apes really is the better uh, of the two, at least as far as summer movies go, um, I'm going to give it to Midnight in Paris just to uh, extend a little bit of love for it. And Planet of the Apes moves on. Uh, next one, uh, Tess, this is yours. Uh, I think you'll like this one. It's Thor versus Conan. Wow, this is my, like, man-candy matchup. It's big, strapping men wandering around looking large and looming and kicking ass and what have you. Um, by far, Thor is a much better film, even if I did not find Natalie Portman whatsoever believable as any sort of intellectual professor PhD type, whatever. Um, I really felt that she could have been replaced by anyone else. But um, Conan was not a good movie. It just wasn't. But I didn't care because I sat there for an hour and 40 some minutes going, ooh, pretty. Want to touch him. Wanted that. That's what I did. Like, big guy with a sword standing around. I mean, it, it really was an hour and 45 minutes of Cal Drogo, but actually speaking. Uh, but really, I've got I've to give it to. As, as much as I love Jason Momoa and have for a zillion years, you know, the man can rock a leather skirt like nobody's business. Uh, I've, I've got to go with Thor. It was a, it was a better movie. It's a, um, it really is going to build very well into the Avengers. And even, even an Oscar winner couldn't suck my enjoyment out of it. So I got to go with Thor on this one. A vote for Thor. Tom. Um, this is the part where I admit that I have not seen either of the films in this matchup, uh, so I'm going to give my vote uh, to the movie that's currently sitting on my shelf right now as I prepare to watch it, probably as soon as we wrap this battle tonight, which is Thor, which was just released today. Uh, I'm a big Kenneth Branagh fan, uh, and having not seen either film, uh, I'm just going to kind of cast my vote in good faith in favor of their direction and say uh, that I believe a lot of the buzz that I've heard about it, and I am looking forward to checking it out. Another vote for Thor, Mike. Well, I guess in the spirit of honesty, I will admit that I, I have not seen one of these. Um, 
I, hmm, I wonder which one. Right? Now, you know, I mean, I was a big fan of Game of Thrones, and when I found out that dude was playing Conan, I was kind of excited about it, but I was just more nervous that it would be another bad Conan movie, uh, despite the modernization and with all the CGI and everything. And I love me some Rachel Nichols. Don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't enough. Like, Tess, you said, it just wasn't a good movie. Thor blew me away from the standpoint of I walked out of there, I had a lot of fun, I really enjoyed it um, the, the the plot wasn't too geeky where it couldn't appeal to the masses, but it was just Thor being Thor for a couple of hours and I, uh, I, I actually think Natalie Portman was great for that role, uh, because she is PhD smart in real life and it was just great that she was so in awe, Tess, of those abs of Chris Helmsworth <laughs> that it was so amazing to me to see such a smart "Quote unquote strong, powerful woman just melt like butter every time she was around those abs." So I think she actually was 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 pretty good in that now, role. Give it the appropriate credit. It was actually probably the biceps. I don't know. I mean, I I, I can't say too much because I don't want to bring anything into question. But those abs weren't that mesmerizing, and I can't blame Natalie Portman for that. So I'm giving Thor my vote. I don't want to talk anymore right now. <laughs> Another vote for Thor. Um, you know, you you both kind of got it wrong. Uh, it it's all about his hammer. Wow. You know that's that's what Natalie Portman was really and into. You know the what hammer. the ha- you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the hammer, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you know, uh, I'd say uh, even though honestly, I'd probably be more likely to be gay for Jason Momoa because I'm not a big fan of of the whole Nordic thing. Um, but uh, hammer beats sword, so it's definitely Thor. Brian, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, once, once again, the hammer is his penis, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it. Conan, they you know, Conan speaks, which is you know, light years beyond what anything that that Schwarzenegger did with the role. So, in terms of of the franchise and presenting Conan, this is definitely a step up. But the Thor movie was just so freaking cool. I mean, it, as as you know, watching him, you know, smite the crap out of people, and 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 that hammer flinging around, and people getting busted in the in the chops. That was really great. And and as you implied, Mike, if it was a fight between Thor and Conan. Thor would beat the crap out of Conan and then go fuck Jane Foster. So, therefore, I am going to, you know, make for a clean sweep. And uh, Thor moves on. I don't think anyone's going to be real surprised by that one. Um, Next up, uh, Tom, this one is yours. It's Fright Night versus Captain America. I have a fitting, uh, or feeling my opinion on this one is not going to come across as a, a very popular one, but uh, I um, am not a big Chris Evans fan at all. Uh, I don't think he's much of an actor. And not only that, but uh, the first time I ever saw him, he was in those pretty lousy Fantastic Four adaptations, which were still comic book adaptations nonetheless. And I'm sure some people will disagree with me on this, but having the same actor play a different comic book character of notoriety kind of screws with the mythology for me, and it makes it really, really tough to get into a film. Moving on to Fright Night, which was one of the cherished horror movies of my childhood, seeing it being remade was kind of tough for me. Uh, I did go see it 
And it was really, really hard to sit through the first 40 minutes of it. In fact, the dialogue was so bad in the film that I almost walked out of the movie. That said, I have never sat in a theater and in the middle of the movie kind of done a total 180 where once the action started and it actually ramped up and they were going after Colin Farrell and he teamed up with the magician and so forth and so on that I actually got into the film and kind of flipped my vote in favor of it. That's got to count for something. So I'm going to cast my vote in favor of Fright Night. Uh, vote for Fright Night. Mike. Okay. Um, although I do completely agree about what you just, what you said about Fright Night, um, that there was just that flip that was switched about, I don't know if it was halfway through or 40 minutes through where it went from, oh man, to okay, cool. You know, I think that Fright Night is exactly what you think it is. You're only going to go see this movie if you already want to go see it. So it's exactly what you think it is. I thought Colin Farrell was a little bit underwhelming in his performance until he started to just be a badass, and then he was awesome. Um, I actually ended up liking this this more than I thought when I found out the screenplay was done by Marty Noxon from Buffy fame. I just I was like, wow, that actually retro retroactively made it better for me. And despite what everybody thinks about how I felt about Captain America, because my review is up actually for both these movies on backlotd.com i did not hate captain america yes at one point i said captain uh rica but it's just because i was underwhelmed by the film i think joe johnston pardon for the rant but joe johnston was absolutely the wrong director for this film i mean was jumanji and honey i shrunk the kids that great that you wanted to put you know him with captain america i agree about the concerns about chris evans but i think he overcame them and the fact is, at the end of the day, I mean, it's Captain fucking America, so my vote goes to Captain America. A vote for Captain America. Uh, you know, I I think I'm I'm on record, uh, if not on this podcast, but on uh, maybe on the Zod Complex, uh, saying that I thought Captain America was going to be the the washout of the summer. Um, I had no problem with with Chris Evans. I actually quite liked him. Uh, in the Fantastic Four movie, and he was also in The Losers. So uh, I have oh, no yeah. problem with uh, with multiple uh, comic book movies, especially if the other ones kind of suck or they're not part of the same universe. Um, but uh, it, but I thought Joe. I have never liked any movies that Joe Johnson's ever done. Uh, so I thought it was going to be the weakest movie, and it wound up of all the comic book movies being the one that I, I loved the most. And it really was because, you know, go back to the Geek Fights episode of Best of Captain America, and, and you know, the conclusion was Steve Rogers, and, and the movie got him right. That's really, everything else could have been wrong in that movie. I don't think it was, but the fact that they got that character right, the jumping on the grenade, the, you know, pulling the, uh, the pin out to get the flag, uh, all of the character moments when he says... You know, I don't want to kill anybody. I just, I just don't like bullies. You know, that made me realize they got who that character is supposed to be, and that's really, I think, the toughest part. I think it was a. a, a I thought Hugo Weaving was great. I thought the cast in general uh, did a great job. The little big head, tiny body thing didn't always work, but you know, I was pretty forgiving of that. Um, but for me, it's totally Captain America. Uh, Brian. Um. Well, you know, I think that uh, to piggyback off of what Tom said earlier um, and piggyback off of what you just said, okay, Fright Night and in terms of being a movie, you got to get into it 
it takes you about 40 minutes and then it flips around and becomes an awesome thrill ride of a summer movie. Whereas Captain America starts out from almost the beginning of the film as being the Captain America movie that you want to see. It's like it's 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 from beginning to end, even though it's slow in some places, it's slow in the beginning, but it's still very entertaining. You know, the character bits with Steve Rogers and the interaction between him and Professor Erskine and um, Tommy Lee Jones just walks in every once in a while and, and says and does says something, blah, 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 and steals the scene. All of that makes you want to see and be involved in this movie. This movie is fun from beginning to end. And so because it's, you know, you don't have to have that quote unquote suffering period. I'll give my vote to a Captain America as a better summer movie. And I think a better movie overall. Another vote for Captain America. Tess. Well, I, I think I'm going to kind of go the route that you did in the first fight here, Mike, um, simply because it's not going to make a difference. Um, Captain America is all of those things that everyone has said so far, but I was so surprised by Fright Night because I loved the original and I was just expecting this one to suck like nobody's business. And for the first 30 minutes, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Geeky kid, hot girlfriend, vampire moves in next door, yawn. And then David Tennant shows up and David Tennant was so zany, 11, you know, 10th doctor brilliant and and loony and wearing teeny tiny little leather pants and just crazy and hilariously funny drinking midori out of the bottle that i i just i i loved every minute of it after that um i know i'll have plenty to say about captain america later because i know it's going to go far so in this case if it's going to be a throwaway vote i'm 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 going to give it to uh I'm going to give it to David Tennant. And another vote for Fright Night, but Captain America moves on to the next round. Uh, next up, it's Transformers Dark of the Moon versus Hangover 2. Mike, this one is yours. All right, I have issues with both of these films. So uh, my, my, my issue with Transformers, and I'd like to actually officially thank Mike Ortiz, David Sean, everybody who gave me this public opportunity to say, fuck you, Michael Bay. Leave my childhood alone. Between you and George baby hater Lucas, like, I can't just leave my childhood alone. So this Transformers movie, to me, was, in a way, it was the best of all three, but I think I'm still holding a grudge, you know, from one. Um... My big issue with The Hangover 2 is that it was pretty much not just like The Hangover 1, it was The Hangover 1, just in a different country. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, I understand that not every movie can be great, but honestly, I was insulted by Hangover 2 that people are like, here, here's a pile of shit, and you're going to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to us for it. And you know what? I just, I just don't appreciate that. So... For me, this is a matter of, well, do I vote for the guy who shit on my childhood, or do I vote for the guy who, you know, is shitting on me now? And um, I guess this is going to make me sound really perverse, but uh, even though it was shit, it was the best of the shit, so I'm actually going to go with uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. 
uh, a rather backhanded vote for Transformers <laughs> Dark of the Moon. Uh, but uh, next up, um, me, uh, you know, I didn't see Hangover 2. Uh, I was not a big fan of Hangover 1, and everyone said that Hangover 2 uh, was the same thing, so I figured I'd catch it on video or Netflix or something like that. Um, and I, I actually never played with the Transformers as a kid. I never watched the cartoon. Uh, not into them at all. I, I've thought all three of the movies were pretty much crappy movies. Um, but the third one, I actually caught... I, I had no interest in seeing the movie. I saw the trailer online. I had zero interest. That was going to be the one that I skipped this year. Um, I wound up seeing Green Lantern in 3D uh, just because it was the only one showing at a time that it was convenient. And I saw the trailer for Transformers there, and the 3D was amazing. And this is a masterpiece of 3D action uh, photography. Uh, Avatar certainly is a better movie, but uh, this had big, giant robots in 3D beating the shit out of each other. And, you know, they changed their oil to a brighter red so it looked like robot blood was gushing everywhere. Um, it's, it's great destruction and, and an incredibly stupid movie, but... Um, I'm going to vote for it just because the 3D was great and the stuff blowing up was great. Um, that's another vote for Transformers, uh, Brian. Um, yeah, pretty much what you said, Mike, except that, um, wow, we have very, pretty similar stories because I actually saw this movie the same day I went to see Green Lantern, except that I actually just sort of snuck into Transformers after I went to see Green Lantern. And so I got in there. And uh, Transformers was in 3D, and I didn't have any 3D glasses. So I said, ah, all right, let me watch it anyway, because I'm stealing it. And guess what? I had a hell of a great time. I didn't get to see all the special effects. I didn't get, you know, all of the shit popping out of the screen at me. But I still got a badass Transformers movie. It was, you know, no, you don't go to a Transformers movies if you want acting, if you want logical plot, if you want robots beating the crap out of each other. Go see a Transformers movie. And this is the Transformers movie with the most beating the crap out of each other of any of them. It was, I had a great time watching a 3D movie with no glasses. And I, and I kind of agree with you about The Hangover 2. I didn't really like The Hangover 1 that much. And so, you know, if, I, I'm, if something makes me go, that gets more of a vote than something that makes me go, oh yeah, that's kind of funny which is what The Hangover does. So, Transformers. I have never heard of someone sitting through a 3D movie without 3D glasses on. That is crazy. Um, that would be me. All right. Well, hey, that, that must be good. And another vote for Transformers. Uh, Tess. Well, I, li I liked the original Hangover because it did something fun that I hadn't seen before. I laughed my ass off. And you know what? They should have left well enough alone. It was a one-trick pony that needed to stay that way. You know, with, with the, the Transformers movie, yes, Michael Bay has screwed up all sorts of things. He's, he's the new and less intellectually effete George Lucas, ruining all the stuff that was good about growing up. Um, but you, you got spectacular robot-kicking robot ass. Not to mention great 3D effects. And I am... I, any of you guys who know me in real life know that I hate 3D. I get horrible vertigo. I didn't mind it in this because it was actually 
filmed on the appropriate scale. It wasn't forced 3D. So it wasn't something all of a sudden they looked at it like, oh, God, I'm going to throw up. But no, I, I, I liked it the way, just the way it was for what it was. And it's the best of the three because they finally got rid of Megan Fox. So I, I mean, I may be in the minority for that opinion, but, uh, you know, you still had super hot chick and I didn't have to look at her. So That's a very, I, you have a very good point, Tess. I'm going with uh, Transformers. Yeah, if I hadn't uh, already voted for it, I would have changed my vote on that, too. Um, but another vote for Transformers. Tom? It is not going to be a clean sweep. Uh, <laughs> I, I, ha- I have not seen Transformers Dark Than the Moon, and nor will I, uh, because I thought 2 was so god-awful that I committed then and there that they will not get my money for a third film. Now, maybe if I steal it like Brian did or sneak in there, that, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, but I just can't possibly in good conscience sit through this movie uh, with as bad as I felt too was. I mean, it was honestly one of the worst summer blockbusters I have ever seen. Uh, that said, not a crazy fan of Hangover, uh, but I will say I watched Hangover 2. I laughed a little bit. Yeah, it was more of the same, but I did laugh at those jokes a little bit. And even though it was basically a carbon copy of the first movie, it was slightly better and better made, I thought, than the first film. Neither one was great, but I'll throw my vote for Hangover 2. Not that it matters anyway. A vote for Hangover 2, but Transformers is moving on. Uh, Next up, it's Green Lantern versus Cars. Uh, you know, I wanted to start this one out because I figure somebody had to say something nice about Green Lantern. Uh, Damon didn't even want it on this list. Uh, I know it was not a good movie. I know it was the weakest of the superhero movies, at least in my opinion. Uh, but I love Green Lantern. I have a Green Lantern tattoo. I thought all of the Green Lantern stuff in the movie was a lot of fun. I thought the costume worked more often than not and was a clever uh, attempt to do something uh, different. Um, so I'm going to vote for Green Lantern just because I think somebody has to, and uh, I think I'm kind of morally and, and even financially obliged to. So Green Lantern for me, uh, Brian. Um, I'll vote for Green Lantern, um, because Cars is one of those movies that I give less than a fuck about. I saw the first one and wasn't a bad movie, but I was so not interested in it that, uh, that I didn't even go to see Cars 2. I didn't even try to steal Cars 2. Plus, you know, I've, I've got, you know, my own personal issues with uh, Mater being played by Larry the table, Cable Guy and him and his uh, Confederate flags all over the place. The only person who gets a free pass on a Confederate flag with me is the uh, General Lee from Dukes of Hazard, and that's about it. So, just by uh, association with Larry the Cable Guy, Greenlander gets a vote. Another vote for Green Lantern, uh, Tess. Well, this is an easier one for me because I did not see Cars 2. Because if I had to choose between Ryan Reynolds, who I hate, and Owen Wilson, who I hate even more, Ryan Reynolds wins because at least he's prettier to look at. And I didn't think it was a particularly good uh superhero movie i definitely thought it was it was weak but we didn't need a cars one let alone cars two and as much as i love animated movies being you know the summer movie 
superhero movies are just by definition more likely to be the popcorn movie I'm going to love. Uh, so it's really picking the, the lesser of two really crappy things. So I'm going with, uh, with Green Lantern on that one. Another vote for Green Lantern. Tom. I uh, hope you don't mind, Brian, uh, but it's only because I respect your opinion so much. I'm going to steal a lot of your argument here. Uh, I hate Larry the Cable Guy with such a passion, and uh, I also feel like Cars 2 is just one of those movies that I could have not given a shit about one way or another. Uh, I did see Cars 1. I did not see Cars 2, uh, nor will I see Cars 2. I thought Cars was probably the weakest Pixar film. I'm not really sure why it even got a sequel. I'm sure it's got its following out there, but it just really wasn't for me. Furthermore, I heard that uh, Larry the Cable Guy's character is actually the focal point of Cars 2, which kind of makes it even like more painful to even think about for me. So I'm actually going to cast my vote in favor of Green Lantern as well. Wow, another vote for Green Lantern. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Oh, see, now here's the part of the show where normally I just vote for Cars 2 just to be a dick but i here's here's my issue here i love a sweep as much as the next guy but and i wanted to like green lantern i wanted to really really like it but the fact is it was an awful movie it was an awful movie pretty much all the way around i mean it was fairly visually appealing but you know i have no history with green lantern i'm not a dc guy i don't really know much about green lantern and i guess i just kind of felt that this movie focused it didn't focus enough on the Green Lantern. I know you got to talk about the Green Lantern Corps, but there was so much else going on that I would have rather have been called the Green Lantern Corps versus Green Lantern, because as a Green Lantern flick, it just it didn't seem like there was enough Green Lantern. And my concern about Ryan Reynolds came true. I was worried that this was going to be more of a Ryan Reynolds movie than, you know, a Hal Jordan, you know, uh, Green Lantern movie, and that, that, that came to fruition. Cars 2... Um, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember who said it, but why the hell was this movie ever made? Uh, that's an excellent question, and uh, the only answer is that it would make a lot of money, which it has. Um, I thought Cars 1 was charming, but about a half hour too long, and my nephew is all about Cars, so I'm way overexposed to Cars as it is. And the fact is, I don't understand why they changed the whole focal point from Lightning McQueen to Mater. That didn't make any sense to me. They also tried to make it a spy film. I don't think it know what it wanted to do. So as much as it dismays me to vote for anything DC and Green Lantern, I have no choice. And to earn my geek cred, I'd be lying if I didn't uh, vote for Green Lantern. So that's what I'm going to do. Clean sweep. Wow, a clean sweep for Green Lantern. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Mike, I got to ask, though. Did you pair Cars 2 against Green Lantern because you knew it could sweep Cars 2 of all the movies on this list? No, I didn't. Shot at it. <laughs> I didn't, actually. I was actually just trying to spread out two comic book movies on each side, and that's how it, uh, that's okay. how it fell out. <laughs> Because um, I didn't think it would, I thought it was. I thought I was going to be the only vote. <laughs> so fuck you, Damon. Uh, well, next, you know, all the the matchup. <laughs> <laughs> next up, it's up. I mean, I know it's not going to go all the way. Come on, I would have had to stack it up against nothing else. Um, next up is Harry Potter: uh, Deathly Hollows Part Two versus Thirty Minutes or Less, and this one's yours, Brian. Oh well, you know. I uh, I really dug the Harry Potter uh, Deathly Hollows. I like the the first and second. I think were actually the best in the series because 
because they had the expanded uh, storytelling potential of two movies, they actually got to delve into a lot of the stuff that goes on into the books. 700-page books condensed into two and a half hours. The rest of the series usually seems kind of rushed. This movie kind of played out, and these movies kind of played out really well. The special effects were really well. The visual effects, you know, really good. The performances, pretty good. I really don't have anything bad to say about Harry Potter. And 30 minutes or less, you know, I just, I just didn't care about it. You know, and 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 in terms of whether or not it's a better movie or not, thirty minutes or less has looks like it has a good pedigree and it's probably a better movie. But in terms of being a summer movie, you're gonna have be hard pressed to beat Harry Potter, unless you're another big action blockbuster special effects film. And unfortunately, thirty minutes or lesser is not. So I'm gonna vote for Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter, uh, Tess. Well, I'm kind of in the same boat with Brian. It's, uh, you know, I 30 minutes or less has a lot going for it, but you, Harry Potter just screams summer blockbuster. Not to mention with it being the closing of the series and having it, you know, really tie everything together. I did think it suffered from a little bit of the kind of Return of the King syndrome where it could have ended like four times before it did. But, um, you know, it really... It's a it's a better summer movie. I I would love to go see thirty minutes or less at a different time of year. Uh, vote for Harry Potter and Tom. Well, I never really did get into the Harry Potter phenomenon, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't respect it. The uh, fact of the matter is that to sound cheesy, but it got a lot of kids reading again, and I respect that a great deal. Uh, and I also respect the juice that they got out of this franchise. And like you, I think uh, when I think of summer movie, I mean, Harry Potter's what dominated it for the past seven or eight years or so, or at least has been in the conversation. Uh, that said, I, I really do have to throw some love uh, for 30 minutes or less, uh, just because I was very, very pleasantly surprised by the film. I went to see it not expecting much from it, uh, and really, I feel like that movie had no business being as funny as it actually was, uh, but consistently throughout the film, I laughed. Uh, it's not like it's a great script in the sense that it'll win any Oscars, but it really was a great script in the sense that there wasn't one wasted scene in the film and every single thing moved the plot forward it is very 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 rare for me to ever see a movie like that so i am going to guess my vote for 30 minutes or less a vote for 30 minutes or less mike well i i, I want to say i definitely agree about harry potter in general what it's what it's done. um what it did for children's literacy is great the movies to me started off fairly decent with one and two, three started to wane. Once you got to four, the, I'm sorry, just the, got awful. Four was terrible. Five was like, are you kidding me? They got to six, and I'm like, stop making these movies. They got to seven. Part one was not impressed with it. But you know what? I'll save more of the discussion for later rounds. But at the end of the day, they didn't get everything right in the last one. But I think they got enough right. And both, you know, you get like you guys said, thirty minutes or less. Um, I don't know, I'm blanking on his name, but the dude from um, Parks and Rec. I love that dude, and he's funny, but... Aziz sorry. Thank you very much. You know, he's, he's, he's great, and that might be a better film, but in terms of a list of summer, summer movies, it's, it's got to be Harry Potter. 
another vote for Harry Potter. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and vote for Harry Potter also. Uh, I didn't see 30 Minutes or Less, first of all. And um, even though I really did not like the first part, uh, I thought the second part... Yeah, I mean, as a movie, I guess it really isn't as good because it's just an ending. But it's a hell of an ending, and uh, you know the, the effects were great. A lot of great action, uh, big resolution, and, and it really was this kind of end of an era. You know, I occasionally catch early ones on TV and I'm shocked at how young they are and, and how, uh, how different the tone of the movies are. So, uh, I'm going to uh, vote for Harry Potter and Harry Potter moves on. Uh, next up, this one, uh, this one is yours, Tess. It's bride bridesmaids versus X-Men first class. Okay, I did not see Bridesmaids all the way through. Um, happened to catch part of it. Uh, some of it was really, really funny. But I thought they were trying a little too hard to make a chick version of The Hangover. You know, to make this kind of like, well, we have our, you know, hilarious buddy comedy. Now we have to have our hilarious, like, girlfriend comedy. I did think it was funny. Yeah, it just didn't do enough for me. But X-Men First Class, no matter how they screwed with the characters, no matter how they screwed with the timeline, all of the things they did wrong, it is actually my favorite superhero movie of the summer. It is beyond stylish. It captures the era fantastically. It has two of the best performances I've ever seen in superhero movies. And I was just completely blown away by it. So I got to go with X-Men First Class. A vote for X-Men First Class. Uh, Tom. This is a, uh, another really tough matchup for me. And, and I'd like to take a second just to delve into. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation throughout this, uh, my, from myself included, about you know, kind of what a summer movie is. And I think we, we oftentimes associate it with a lot of you know, big event movies, uh, special effects, action, so forth and so on. And you know, I can't disagree with that. Uh, but one of my favorite things to see in the summer is a really, really, really funny original comedy. Uh, that's something that actually kind of will get me to go to the theater and a lot of times it is just because i like to kind of clear the palette a little bit of all the superhero movies the action films so forth and so on and i do feel like bridesmaids did do the trick in that regard and as much as i really want to see that represented in the next round i have to say x-men first class really surprised the hell out of me i enjoyed that film a great deal more than i expected i agree with tess that i thought the performances were amazing and uh I, I really, really like that they kind of invoked this almost like 60s chic that you think of when you think of like uh, almost like the in like Flint type of movie. <laughs> so I wear with the costumes and the sets and I just really thought it was a tremendous watch. Uh, and it, I'm almost upset that that movie didn't do better at the box office. So uh, I'm going to go with X-Men. Another vote for X-Men. Mike. Um. You know, I got to be honest, and I, I did enjoy Bridesmaids. I didn't anticipate enjoying it, but uh, I, I did go to see it, and I, I actually did I did enjoy it. I thought that there were a lot of funny parts. I mean, Kristen Wiig, in all honesty, she kind of gets on my nerves after a while, so for me, a full-length movie of her kind of was wearing on me towards the end, but I love Maya Rudolph. I think she's funny. I think she's sexy, so I, I could just watch me hours and hours of her, so... Maya Rudolph, kind of... Good, you can watch my hours of her for me. Fair enough, wow. that's a deal. 
that's a deal I accept. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, Tess, you were right, though. I think they tried too hard, uh, just in general in the movie, but also tried too hard to make it, you know, the, the female version of The Hangover. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little bit prude, but I just don't see need to see a grown woman in a wedding dress take a shit in the middle of the street. I just don't need to see it. Um, maybe that's just me. X-Men First Class was just that. It was a first class movie. I thought the story was great. Um, I thought that the, the, the moral dilemmas between you know Magneto and Professor X were, were brought out brilliantly. Um, I think that uh, I'm a little disappointed that they took the Ultimate Universe route and had Magneto be the one who uh, uh, cripples uh, Professor X. Um, but uh, you know, as funny as Bridesmaid was this is geek wars and i am a geek and there's just no way in hell i'm voting for bridesmaids over x-men first class x-men first class another vote for x-men first class uh you know everything everyone said about x-men first class is right um and uh you know what i was gonna vote for bridesmaids just because um i really did enjoy the movie a lot uh, i i thought it was a great uh, summer comedy I think I actually liked it more than The Hangover, and I thought you know the comparisons there was it had a little bit more heart, and I uh, was a little bit smarter. I think the characters were, were more likable, and uh, yeah, I actually love the idea of a woman in a in a wedding dress taking a dump in the street. I'd I'd pay <laughs> would. I'd pay money to see that live. Um, but so uh, would you and a lot of people. <laughs> but you know what. Uh, X Men's First Class was was great. I don't. Need, I mean, I can I can praise Bridesmaids and still vote for X Men First Class because uh, you know it. If anything does deserve a clean sweep on this list, I think it does as well. Brian, is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep. That's it. All right. <laughs> X Men uh, X Men moves on and uh, another clean sweep. I guess having a bunch of comic book fans on this panel. Uh, was a dangerous thing because all of the comic book movies have won. Uh, I think it would have been fascinating. Like, just it would have been fascinating to see how bridesmaids would have gone against Hangover too. That would have been fun. Uh, yeah, yeah there you I, go. I think uh, I think it probably would have won. But you know, most of this is actually random. Uh, some okay. of it's some of it's planned, but a lot of it's uh, is just sort of how things fall out. Uh, next up, Tom, this one is yours. It's Super Eight versus Kung Fu Panda. Um, this one's actually a pretty easy one for me. Uh, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I, I recognize what Super 8 was trying to do in this kind of like old school throwback to the Spielberg movies we grew up watching, uh, homage. Uh, I gotta be honest though, even as a movie geek, I'm just not a huge Spielberg fan. Uh, there are certain things that do resonate with me, but by and large, I tend to like his quieter under the radar movies and not the ones he's most known for, which is kind of what Super 8 was digging for. That said i am looking at the list right now and every single movie that's advanced so far is either a sequel or an adaptation uh or a remake <laughs> i guess if you want to call apes that uh i gotta get some originality in the second round and even though it was kind of a throwback to these spielberg movies at least it was an original plot and original script which is so rare for summer films these days i'm gonna go with super eight over kung fu panda a vote for super eight mike um, I'm just I'm done with Jack Black. To be quite honest with you, I'm just I'm so done with him. Have you ever like met a new friend and you're like, oh, this this could be the best friend I'm ever gonna have in my life, and blah 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 blah. 
And then after like a couple weeks, you're like, wow, this person really isn't that cool. And I don't really want to be friends with them anymore. That's how Jack Black makes me feel. And I'm just going to ignore Kung Fu Panda for a moment. Super 8. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was a little disappointed with such heavy hitters, J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg. This, this film was schizophrenic and it lacked focus to me. I mean, it was like, do you want to be Goonies? Do you want to be E.T.? Do you want to be Jaws? Stand by me. Cloverfield, like, you know, what do you want to do? Because I think it was promoted as more of a monster sci-fi flick. And what it really is, it's just a good old-fashioned Steven Spielberg coming-of-age story. And from that standpoint, it was fantastic. The, the writers did a great job. The actors did a great job of making you care about them and what happens to them. And, you know, is disappointed by Super 8 as I was, especially now that it's going against Kung Fu Panda. Super 8. Another vote for Super 8. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. Um, I actually didn't even see Kung Fu Panda 2. I, I did want to, but uh, it, it didn't really stick around uh, as long as, as I thought, at least not around here. And uh, But Super 8 was a great movie. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I did have problems with it. Um, you know, of course, any big movie, uh, it, it you would. But, you know, I uh, in addition to... Just seeing it, I actually saw it on Father's Day with my father, and it's a movie about fathers and sons and all of that, and it was a nice, sweet, heartwarming blah, blah, blah. But it was also a great uh, a great movie, so Super 8. Uh, Brian? Yeah, um, in terms of uh, summer movies and just generally movie, movies in general that are showing at the theater, I want to... Uh, I don't want to go and see something that I that actually like I have to deal with in my real life. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of dramas or non-action films at the theater because, you know, I can look open up my door and I can see all that. Now, as that relates to these two movies, um, we've got two movies that are firmly grounded in non-reality, which I appreciate. But uh only one has anthropomorphic talking animals um, doing badass kung fu, and I don't have that in real life. You know, I could potentially have like an alien visitation or uh, a government conspiracy or um, things with fathers and son not relating well, but I'm not gonna have a, a panda that talks like Jack Black and uh, kicks motherfuckers in the head. So. Since Kung Fu Panda is less real, that's the one that gets my vote. A vote for Kung Fu Panda and Tess. Well, Kung Fu Panda 2 is the other film on this list that I did not see on purpose. Uh, I am so sick to death of Jack Black, especially Jack Black when he is playing Jack Black as opposed to actually being funny. Uh, yeah, Super 8 has its problems. It, it suffered from a major Steven Spielberg identity crisis. Like, I can't decide which fucking movie I want to be. But um, you could have put literally anything, and I mean anything, that came out this summer against Kung Fu Panda 2, and I would still vote for not Kung Fu Panda 2. Well um, said, Tess. A vote for Super 8, and Super 8 moves on. We uh, That's it for our first round, but we're going to head right on into the second round. 
first up, it is Planet of the Apes, or rather Rise of the Planet of the Apes, versus Thor. Uh, this is a tough one. Mike, it's yours. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, um, well, I guess I'll start with the, the negative of Rise of the Apes first, and I know I kind of covered this before, but to me, the one of my big issues with this movie was the human characters were so paper-thin, one-dimensional, it was almost distracting. I mean, the, the money-grubbing boss at the lab only cared about money, and, you know, it's just everybody was so pigeonholed into to, to that singular focus. It just, it kind of, it drove me nuts, and it was pointless, and, um, you know, I just want to get this out in case, uh, depending on what happens with this film, but Tom Felton, to me, is a shitty actor. I don't like looking at him. I don't like listening to him. I didn't like him as Draco Malfoy. I don't like him. I don't want to see him. And the fact that he was in this film and he got to utter some historic lines from Moses himself. I mean, Charlton Heston, sorry. I get them confused. But, like, for Tom Felton to get to say, you know, get your hands off, you damn dirty apes, just no. No. And I wanted to hate it, but then it's like, okay, Caesar's awesome. He... You can just see his emotions and thought process. Once again, like I said before, once he took over, I was able to forget about the bad stuff and, and go along with the ride. Thor, you know, again, he's he's the god of thunder. You know what I mean? Mjolnir. And, you know, I thought that it was just, you know, I just, like, it was just so, I don't know why it caught me off guard so much, but it was just so much, it was so much fun. And Thor is such a badass, but there was also a lot of depth there, you know, showing Thor grow from just badass, you know, hunter to, oh, okay, I realize what it takes to be a king and to lead people and a leader amongst men and, you know, eventually an Avenger. So, you know, Thor kind of, it, it, it got me in the funny bone, but then it kind of got me in my heart and brain as well. And as much as I would love to go with Planet of the Apes, because um, like I said, I think I don't know if there's a better epitome of of summer movie than Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but Thor. Gotta go Thor. A vote for Thor. Uh, you know, I have decided arbitrarily that in this round all of these will be physical fights for me, and I think Thor uh, <laughs> might have trouble with an actual planet of apes. <laughs> Um, not a lot. He's got lightning. Um, he's, you know, they're, they're, even though they're intelligent, he is also as intelligent as a human, uh, probably smarter. Um, but in this movie, it wasn't even a planet of the apes. It was just a small group of apes. And I think Thor would have, have no trouble with them whatsoever. So I will vote for Thor. Brian. And that, that is geek logic at its finest, Mike Ortiz. I, I fully support I mean, you know that line of logic. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I and I and I'd have to agree because has not um, Thor on numerous occasions, or at least once or twice, kicked the ass of the Red Ghost and his super apes. So if he could kick super apes with superpowers, he could handle a whole planet of apes, even if there was only a small city of them. Um, that, plus, I like Thor better, so I'm voting for Thor. Another vote for Thor, Tess. 
even if I look at it just, I'm not looking at the physical fight. If I look at supporting cast for either film, I mean, yes, you've got John Lithgow and you've got Brian Cox and you, you, you've got the, the, the geek cred and David Hewlett in Rise of Planet of the Apes. Um, I do really intensely dislike James Franco. He does not win over, let's see, Idris Elba or Anthony Hopkins or Kenneth Branagh directing or even Chris Helmworth's, Helmsworth's ridiculous hair. Uh, I, I, I will go for, you know, Viking-ish alien biceps way over James Franco today. So. The sexy abs. Don't forget the sexy man abs. Yeah, but you know there were some sexy monkey abs. There's, there, that's too distracting. I wouldn't be able to finish the geek fight. I'd have to go have a moment alone. I'd be in my bunk. Another vote for Thor and Tom. Well, just because I gotta avoid those clean sweeps when I can and have the power to do so, I'll, I'll cast my vote for Apes. Although you, you all have me very excited to watch this Blu-ray of Thor that I have sitting here at my desk as soon as this is over with. So uh, I'm not necessarily dissing Thor, just haven't seen it yet. Uh, I have a couple of comments, though. Just have to chime this in. Uh, uh, I think it was Mike D that said this uh, with the paper-thin characters and Apes uh, uh, with the humans. Um, I do totally agree with you. However, in a strange sort of way, even though that was kind of a flaw in the film, it made me care about the ape story a hell of a lot more, which I think made me like the film more. And uh, I, I don't know, in, in not, even though I would consider it a flaw of the film if I was to dissect it, it actually helped me get into the movie a little bit more. Well, so, and, and Andy Serkis is a good chimpanzee. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, yeah, but and he I do for the apes. He doesn't count as a person in this argument. That's true. A vote for Planet of the Apes, but Thor is moving on. Uh, next one is mine, and I do believe Captain America could beat Transformers in a fight. He, uh, he is Captain America. He's fought plenty of giant robots. He's fought Sentinels. He's fought the Ameridroid. Uh, he has an adamantium shield, which he can throw. Uh, and, well, Optimus Prime is also red, white, and blue, but it's not the motherfucking flag. So, Captain America. Brian. Um, no, while you're, you're putting this down to a, uh, a physical contest between them, I'm going to choose the film that had the best mucal number in the middle of it. Um, and between these two, I think only Captain America had one. And I, and I really haven't been able to get that fucking tune out of my head since I spent two hours figuring out what all the lyrics were and then went and bought it. So I'm going to vote for Captain America. Another vote for Captain America. Tess? Hmm, let's see. Michael Bay or Chris Evans? Two things I don't actually like. Uh, but I've, I've got to go with the fact that I liked Captain America in spite of Chris Evans. I mean, I loved him in The Losers. Hated him as, as the Human Torch. But they got, like you said, Mike, they got Steve Rogers right. They truly did. And they got the era right as well. The 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 look of, of World War II was perfect. Um, I really was, was pleased with what they did with Hugo Weaving. I was pleased with the Valkyries. I was pleased with Hydra. Um, the rest of it, it, it just, ca Captain America is going to steamroll right over the Autobats, no matter how it tries. Another vote for Captain America. Tom? 
Yeah, you know my hatred for Transformers 2 and haven't seen Transformers 3, so uh, by default, I'm just going to move Chris Evans on to the next round. Another vote for Captain America and Mike. Okay, great. Well, I'm about to give people who already think I hate Captain America more ammo. Um, first, I just want to say that um, Mike and, and Test, I, I respectfully disagree that they got Steve Rogers right. Um, one of the things that I really disliked about the film was that they didn't they didn't tell me enough about who Steve Rogers was. I got that he was courageous. I got that he had heart. And they illustrated that a couple times. But I was really hoping, since it's an origin story pretty much, I actually wanted to get more of the story of how Steve Rogers became who he was before he just decided to enlist uh, you know, in, in, in the army. I just I think that they didn't take enough time. Joe Joe Johnston again terrible man for the job he didn't take enough time to tell you know this story and those those scenes you, t- you talk about hydra being amazing you talk about hugo weaving being amazing which he was but the fact is they didn't give us enough time with that the fight scenes were too short the chase scenes were like cheesy 80s montage films you know what i mean it was just there was so much that the film itself did wrong but you know what at the end of the day you know, he's Captain fucking America and there's no way in hell he's losing to a bunch of fucking robots. <laughs> and wow. a clean sweep for Captain America. Almost a reluctant clean sweep there. Um, that was like, that was like, that was like not even a backhanded compliment. Yeah. That was a boomerang compliment. I'm a very complex individual, folks. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> Next up. Um, and you know, if there was ever any question as to whether or not I stacked this um you know we've got green lantern going up against harry potter here so uh, <laughs> uh I, the this one is yours brian uh who are you gonna vote for wow this is this is uh this is kind of tough because you know i want to do it in terms of something that tells me to do it in terms of a physical fight in which you know green lantern versus harry potter um green lantern would probably win um or which one was uh, a better movie, which would mean that Harry Potter would win. Um, geez, I guess, uh, gee, I'm going to have to uh, pick, uh, I'm going to have to pick, oh, the one with the cooler girlfriend, which was Harry Potter. And so, Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter, Tess. This one is uh, not really all that tough for me at all. As much as I love Peter Sarsgaard, as much as I love Mark Strong, um, Weasley's for the win. It is Uh, definitely Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter. Tom? I'm going to throw some love your way, Mike. Uh, I'm not going to give it my vote, uh, but I am going to talk a little bit about just... I don't think Green Lantern was quite as bad as everybody and everything you read would make it out to be. Wasn't it's good. Cer- <laughs> it's it's certainly it's certainly not good. It's certainly not great. Uh, that no. said, I, I, as somebody who knows very very little about the film, I found it to be you know at worst boring, which is not the worst adjective that I can say for a movie. Uh, mm. And 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 it's and not great. That, no. no. No, but it's certainly not the worst. Uh, and, and at yeah. best, uh, you know, it, 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 I, I would say it fell short on a lot of ways. Uh, that said, 
my biggest problem with Green Lantern has to be the fact that uh, Warner Brothers, the people making the decisions, really need to have their head examined putting Ryan Reynolds in a $300 million movie and expecting that they're going to have a chance or have the next Dark Knight on their hands, particularly when the script doesn't support it. Therefore, it can never get my vote. However, to give Harry Potter the credit where credit is due, Harry Potter, how many movies now is this? I lost count. Eight? Was this the eighth film? Eight films. Eight films, a series of books. It has dominated pop culture for the past 10 years. The writer of the series is a billionaire. When you think summer movie and you think blockbuster, you think this little magician geek with glasses. And it's a beautiful thing, and I'm going to advance Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter. Uh, Mike? All right, I just just wanted to address something earlier in terms of the hotter, the hotter girlfriend went to Harry Potter. Um, with all due respect, sir, Ginny uh, Weasley's great and all, but Blake Lively? Ginny Weasley? No, I, Blake Lively? I said cooler girlfriend. Uh, uh, Blake Lively is definitely hotter, but she was also about as interesting as a wet paper sack. <laughs> I don't know. She was a powerful, sexy, sexy, intelligent woman with a lot of power. So, okay, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I hear what you're saying, though. Uh, you know, I just, I think that, um, you know, and, and to think about a fight between Green Lantern and Harry Potter, that just makes me sad, actually, because Harry Potter's like a 17-year-old kid who had his parents killed when he was a baby. Like, even if Green Lantern wins that fight, we all lose. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the fact is, like I said before, you know, Harry Potter, there's a lot that they did wrong, in my opinion, in terms of the films. But at the end of the day, they, they they closed it out, and, and you're right, it, it, it was a juggernaut, and, and again, uh, it, it, Green Lantern may, may have been boring, but I'll be damned if boring is going to take down Harry Potter, so uh, Harry Potter. Another vote for Harry Potter, and like I said, I'm doing all of these, physical fight. And I actually think uh, Harry Potter would win. Um, really? Harry? <laughs> really? Harry has magic. Magic. Yeah, but, he doesn't fully know how to use it yet. But that and doesn't mean it won't work when he needs it to. Because that's how. Yeah, magic but Green Lanterns works. don't automatically get trumped by magic. Uh, so what is Harry going to do? And expel the Armist Charm on the ring? I think I'm. Hey, I'm voting for Harry Potter. That's surprising enough, but I think he would win. <laughs> That'd be and, its own separate geek fight in and of itself. And a clean yeah. sweep for Harry Potter. Uh, next up. Test. This one is yours. Uh, this is X Men versus Super Eight. Absolutely no contest whatsoever. Uh, you know, if if you want to make a kid friendly version of Cloverfield with a little bit of ET and a little bit of Stand by Me and a little bit of Goonies and some, you know, I have daddy issues thrown in. You know, fine. That's what Super Eight is, but it it cannot even come close to how slick X Men First Class was. I mean, you talk about you know Mad Men, for example, has been such a huge influence in in pop culture in the last few years, really bringing back the the look and the feel of of that part of the '60s and the, the you know the set direction, the cost, the 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 costume design, all of that really captured that era just fantastically. But you also have 
a phenom- you have these phenomenal performances. You have, I, like, I have a real soft spot for Hank McCoy, and I was very pleased with what they did with him. Um, and it just, it, it, no alien in a, in a train lost in the middle of, you know, Bumblefuck USA is, is going to beat X-Men. So, X-Men first class for sure. A vote for X-Men, Tom. Uh, my vote is going to go for X-Men as well, uh, not just as a superhero movie, but as a film in general. I, I honestly thought it was tremendous and um, really, again, hope it gets the credit that it's due in the long haul. Uh, in terms of Super 8, I just got to throw one thing out there, and this is not a knock on Super 8, but if you want to see something that actually kind of reminded you a little bit of Spielberg and the Goonies and kind of that feel of like wanting to be a part of that kick-ass group when you were a kid, I would highly recommend Attack the Block, which trumped Super 8 That was fantastic. That should have been in here instead of Super 8. Well, Super 8 is more of the summer movie. Attack the Bach was like this quiet, like British release. I get it, you know, but I'm just saying if I can throw a little love, Attack the Blocks way. A little Edgar Wright love. A little love that way. Uh, X Men is my vote. Another vote for X Men, Mike. Can I I get a tally of the current votes, Mike? Is that allowed? Uh, Sure, it's uh, two votes for X Men. Um. Gosh, I'm a lot more conflicted about this one than I uh, had had intended to be. Um, you know, like I said, I, I really didn't have a whole lot uh, bad to say about about X Men. I, I pretty much thoroughly enjoyed it visually. If it was an excellent origin story, um, you know, could nitpick it here or there. But uh, oh, I didn't like. I hated actually. What's her face? Uh, the one who played uh, Emma Frost. Oh, January Jones. I I don't. I think she was terrible for that role. Um, and it, it, it actually kind of really distracted me. I didn't really like her in it. Um, and, you know, as many faults as I had with Super 8, the fact is that it really is a wonderful coming-of-age story. Um, this, you know, like I said, I know that Spielberg and, and Abrams fumbled it a little bit, um, but I don't, I don't know if they fumbled it enough. And quite honestly, I think I'd love to see a coming-of-age battle. What's a better coming-of-age battle? You know, Harry Potter coming-of-age and Super 8 kids. Ah, fuck it. I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. You kidding me? X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Another vote for X Men. Um, yeah, uh, in a fight, I think uh, all of the X Men would beat uh, the alien from Super 8. Uh, he had like magnetic powers and they've got Magneto, but then, uh, you know, that might cancel out, but they've got mind control, although he had telepathy. So you got some of that there too. But uh, once you throw in. Uh, the rest of the team, you know, and not the good guys and the bad guys, the teleport guy. And, uh, and yes, I'm going to spoil it. Wolverine. Right. Uh, I think, uh, clearly that, uh, that alien would go down. I mean, it, some, some humans kept it, uh, locked up for ages. Uh, there's no way. So, uh, X-Men and Brian. Um, well, I didn't really like Super 8 and I, pretty much like the X-Men, and you're right, the X-Men would beat it in uh, an alien in a physical fight, because that's what they do. They fight aliens, amongst other things, and uh, yeah, X-Men, sure, whatever. And X-Men wins in a clean sweep. We're down to Thor, Captain America, Harry Potter, and X-Men. 
uh, a comic book dominated bracket here. Uh, the first one is Thor versus Captain America. This one's a tough one, and it's yours, Tom. Not too tough for me. Not 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 a big fan again of Chris Evans, and uh, I, I do um, somewhat respect what they were trying to do with Captain America. This little kind of throwback to the Republic serials. Joe Johnson did Rocketeer, so therefore he'd be a logical choice. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but uh, Thor sitting right here. Everybody spoke so highly of it. Still haven't seen it yet, and yet Thor is going to get my vote over Captain America. That's how much faith I have in this film. A vote for Thor. Mike. This this one tears me apart, guys. Seriously, I've been struggling with this one for ever since we got these brackets, because I knew it was going to come down to Thor versus Captain America. And I love both of them, you know what I mean? And they're both freaking awesome. But in a couple head-to-heads, Helmsworth for sure over Evans, um, without without a doubt. And again, I'm a Natalie Portman slappy, so her over I don't even know what that chick's name who was in Captain America, but you know she wasn't she was Haley Atwell. Thank you very much. Um, but I thought she was she was meh. She was okay. So Natalie Portman def, definitely over that. If you want to get into what Mike's talking about in terms of physical, well. You know, hammer versus shield. You know what I mean. But uh, as as a friend said, Captain America's shield is made from pure, unadulterated American dream, which is why it is unbreakable. And that alone, with nine eleven being said recent, with nine eleven being so recently, and that quote, um, which one of you should recognize because one of you said it. But for that reason alone, I got to go with Captain America over Thor, which is a shock to me too. But I got to go Cap. A vote for Captain America. Uh, you know, I, I'm also going to vote for Captain America. I, I was, I liked Thor as much as I expected to, and I, I liked Captain America more than I expected to. Um, I had a, a few, a few issues with Thor. I mean, certainly issues with everything, but Thor. I uh, had a, a few more problems. You know, there were some conveniences that that happened. Um, I. Uh, it felt a little bit more of a just prelude to Avengers than Cap did. Cap felt a little bit more like a full movie to me. So uh, I am going to vote for Captain America. Brian. Who's strong and brave here to save the American way? Captain America. A vote for Captain America. <laughs> a and, musical vote for Captain and America. And Tess. This is actually probably the hardest matchup for me of of everything we've seen so far, and 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 like Tom said, knew it was going to go this way, uh, or was that Mike or whoever? Sorry, um, it two really good superhero movies, two great summer popcorn movies. You got you got the the, the serious Helmsworth abs on one hand. You got, you know, the 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 all American dream on the other hand, but ultimately I'm gonna have to go the the same way that Mike Ortiz did. I I liked Thor, but I ended up I knew I was gonna like Thor. I ended up liking Captain America way more than I expected I was going to, because I went in thinking, Oh fuck, it's Chris Evans and I'm gonna hate this. So I I, I gotta give it up to Captain America. 
Another vote for Captain America, and Captain America moves on to the finals. Uh, next up, this is Harry Potter versus X-Men. This one's yours, Mike. Oh, great. Harry Potter versus X-Men. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Did that get around to me already? Seriously? Yep. Um, okay. Um, Harry Potter versus X-Men. Great versus great. You know what? I just... Pardon my language. I, you know what? I just, I'm ripping the band-aid off Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter. Uh, I'm going to vote for the X-Men. Um, you know, Harry Potter was a great movie, but it was also half a movie. So uh, that I held against a little bit. Um, and uh, also the Harry Potter movies just kind of kept getting better. Um but the X-Men movies, you know, the first one I really liked. The second one got, you know, was really good. Then the third one was bad. And then Wolverine was horrible. So this actually resurrected a franchise. I mean, it's not like the, the cap of it, but it breathed new life into a series. And if, if they can continue this, I'd love to see this continue uh, as, a, as a period piece uh, with this group of people. This is a great story. I mean, this is the beginning of something. Harry Potter was the end of something, so uh, I'm going to give it to X-Men. Brian? Um, well, let's see. If uh, you had Harry Potter versus all the X-Men, he would probably lose. And uh, just in terms of what movie I had more fun at, it's going to be the X-Men. I, I read the books, so I knew how Harry Potter was going to end. Um, so it was just a matter of seeing how well they executed what something that I knew was going to happen. Um, and they did a good job. But in terms of the X-Men movie, I had no idea what they were going. Going, They had a lot of surprises, a lot of strong performances. Hell, in the first five minutes of the movie, you get surprised. But what? Because what the hell is Kevin Bacon doing there? Okay, and that's kind of what the whole X-Men movie was like. Not only was it a well-done movie. But there are a lot of really just cool, fun surprises. And and we're talking about a summer movie. Uh, you want more fun than anything else. So I'm going to go with uh, X-Men. Another vote for X-Men. Tess. Once again, you're pitting one fantastic thing against something entirely different but fantastic. But for me, if I'm going to have to look at which is a better film if i'm going to be that nerd i've got i've got to go with x-men first class james mcavoy and michael fassbender turned in unbelievable performances point that actually michael fassbender i think is has really truly shown where magneto originated and with sebastian shaw as kevin bacon and sebastian shaw backing that up you had but you also had all of these other amazing actors in these little bitty parts. You've got Oliver Platt. You've got Jason Fleming. I mean, and yes, even if you don't like January Jones as Emma Frost, she looked fantastic in that bikini. Um, you've got Ed, you've got Eddie Gathege. You have it was like two hours of that guy theater. You got Tony Curran. You got, but my my absolute favorite. You know, you got James Remar, but you've got all of that that works into the number one ultimate uncredited cameo 
Go fuck yourselves. Thank you, Wolverine. Another vote for X-Men. Tom? Yeah, I'm going to throw my vote for X-Men as well. Uh, no, no disrespect to Harry Potter implied. I agree with what everybody has said thus far and, you know, send a little bit of love its way. But uh, I, again, really just did think X-Men was an outstanding film. And uh, I think it really shined through even its genre and its place as kind of this summer superhero movie. And I really, really did get into it. And I'll give a little love to uh, Bacon as a very underrated character, actor, villain. Uh, you know, he, he seems to shine through anytime he uh, comes in up in one of those movies. But, you know, never really think of him as being like that, this like character, actor, villain that you can go to for a reliable performance. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it to Axman. And another vote for X-Men as it moves on to the finals. It's uh, it's a Marvel Comics battle here. It's Captain America versus the X-Men. And uh, this one, uh, you know, oh, this one I'm going to start. Um, th- this is actually very, very tough. Uh, they're both great movies, both, both uh, period pieces, both uh, movies that I think were not... Uh, expected to be uh, as as strong, at least for me. Um, but for all the reasons people have said, I'm going to go with uh, X Men. Uh, one thing that I can say for sure is, you know, I haven't seen either of them in a while. I only saw each of them first or one time in in the theater. Uh, I wanted to see both of them again. Um, I know Captain America isn't out right now, but X Men is. But if uh, if they both were out right now, if I think about which one. Would I actually be more inclined right now to grab and throw in and watch? Um, it would. It would be X Men. Um, I was surprised by it, and uh, you know Matthew Vaughn. I've, I've really liked everything that he's done, and the performances were great. Like pretty much everything everybody has said so far, I'll uh, I'll use that for uh, for my pick for X Men. Uh, Brian. Um. You know, Mike, I'm, I'm a lot of the same, similar reasons, but opposite pick. Of these two movies, the only one that I've seen more than once is is Captain America, and that's because, you know, and this is, I suppose, this is coming at it from from the geek or nerd perspective. Um, the X Men was X Men was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I had a great time, but X Men also took a lot of liberties with the established characters. You know, you've got things that people are complaining about all over the place that uh, Alex Summers comes before Scott Summers and, you know, how old some of these characters are and all of this kind of... There's there's little things that, even though it's a good movie, that that doesn't, you know... It's it's a movie that's that's kind of been... It's a, it's a Holly, it's the Hollywood version of the X-Men. And Captain America, the Captain America movie is pretty much Captain America. Yeah, they also take some liberties in terms of changing things with Captain America uh, to make it fit into the format of a movie. But those movies, I mean, those changes are less, um, were less jarring for me in terms of, of, of what the character was and what I expected from the character and what my expectations were. Um, in terms of it being a period piece, I think they did a better job with capturing the period of the 40s 
in Captain America than I did in them capturing capturing the spirit or uh, the period of the '60s in the X Men movie. Um, I think that maybe the X Men movie has a couple of stronger performances, but overall, in terms of what I, I had more fun at. What I had, uh, you know, a good time, which I spent more time going, oh, look, there's this. Oh, he's doing just like in the comic book, this, that, and the other. What was a better summer superhero movie, action movie? Um, I'm going to have to give my vote to Cap, and it's not by much. In terms of my two favorite movies this year, we're talking about my two favorites. But Cap was a little more for me, so Cap gets my vote. A vote for Captain America. I had a very similar problem with this as Brian did. It's you're talking about my my two favorite movies of the summer. Uh, But when I really sat down and looked at it in that kind of nitpicky, if I had to look at the teeny details, um, you've got, you have these incredible you have incredible performances by by Tommy Lee Jones, by Hugo Weaving, uh, by you know, on one side of the the equation, you've got um, you know this this amazing cast of supporting characters. But in X Men, you, you you've got something that you brought up, Mike. You've got Matthew Vaughn, who where you're talking lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. You're talking snatch. You're talking. Two Neil Gaiman adaptations, one that he directed and one that he produced, which is a short film about John Bolton, and then Stardust. You've got Kick-Ass. You've got The Debt. I mean, it's really, you're, you're talking about really phenomenal films that bring a, a particular s- slick motion picture making style, a, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of great kind of British humor behind it, which is two of the things that I loved about Fassbender and James McAvoy in X-Men First Class. Um, And I really feel that there's a reason to want to watch X-Men movies now. Where, yeah, Captain America got me really excited about the Avengers. I I was totally stoked when I saw the preview at the end of the movie. Um, But I'm, I'm really much more excited about the notion that the X-Men are going going back to not sucking. And 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 once again, you know, Wolverine is is my favorite X-Man and uh the 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 Logan cameo was just priceless. So I, I gotta give it up to uh, X-Men first class. Another vote for X-Men, Tom. Well, part of me is really, really tempted to put us into a deadlock just so that Mike D can have the uh, deciding vote at the end here. Uh, but I, I, I honestly can't do that. Um, my heart does lie with X-Men again because I feel it's such a good film. And uh, I just really was more surprised by it than I, 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 I was surprised by it and enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Um, so my vote's just going to be cast in that round. Another vote for X-Men. Mike? Well, I appreciate the, the, the pressure off my shoulders. I was ready, though. Um, and, I, and I think that the, the, the uh, end result's going to be the same. But X, I, there, there were some things, again, that bothered me about X-Men. I actually I did not like uh, James McElvoy's Professor X that much, to be quite honest with you. Um, Kevin Bacon in it was credible and cheesy all at the same time you know how i felt about january jones the kravitz girl was had the personality of well she didn't uh, but 
you know, if we go physically, like Mike was saying earlier, I think X-Men in their collectivity uh, beat, beat Cap. Uh, I actually, I saw X-Men twice. I saw a screening of it, and then I actually paid to see it. So I think that that speaks volumes. Um, again, Cap was kind of a commercial for the Avengers, and at the end of the day, I just want to say to Hollywood, Joe Johnston, fuck you, dude. Wrong pick. Get the message. Do it better. Um, you know, the fact is that, uh, you know, I, I think that this being the time of year as a Jew, Yom Kippur is coming up, the Day of Atonement, and I voted against X-Men uh, in a previous round, and I think that God's giving me a chance to atone for that. So I am, even though my vote's irrelevant at this point, hopefully I'll get it in the good graces of God by voting for X-Men. And another vote for X-Men and X-Men First Class is the best movie of the summer of 2011. You know, I think a lot of people uh, at the beginning of the year would have been surprised by uh, the outcome that we got here. Um, I think we got it right, though. I, you yeah. know, I, I think so. So let's see uh, if the uh, next group gets it right as well. Uh, we will be right back after this break, or rather Damon will. Um, and we'll see what that group is like. Uh, I would like to thank all of you guys for joining us in this experiment and, uh, and for actually putting up with me as a host instead of Damon. Uh, although, you know, maybe that was better, but, uh, do you have anything to plug Brian? Uh, yeah. Um, I spoke about it earlier. Uh, Damon and I are running a podcast into the bat cave. If you're interested, we got, uh, episodes up um point your browser to www.intothe.lipson.com so yeah we've got about uh four five episodes up and you'll get to hear damon shaw and myself our, our pithy witty scintillating commentary on a 20 year old superhero cartoon all right, Tess. Uh, same plugs as always uh, to the Up in the Ether uh, group at the Phoenix Cafe, um, to World Steam Expo Memorial Day weekend, and to the upcoming TeslaCon 2011 uh, in November. Yeah, we'll see all you steampunkers there. All right, Tom. I don't really have much of a plug, so I'll donate mine to somebody else's. Uh, um, Brian, uh, what, what was it? It was into the batcave.com? Into the, all yeah. one word, yeah. dot lipson dot com. Okay, that's the, uh, that's my plug. <laughs> all righty, and Mike. Uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, it's been a pleasure with everybody, but uh, Tess, I think I'm both in love with you and afraid of you, all wrapped into one. So. I, I like that, man. I, I kind of yeah, well, 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 Welcome to knowing Tess. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I had to put that out there. You know, now, now it's not a thing anymore. Um, no, I, just, I would just like to plug back lot D. You know, fellow uh, geek fighter Rob Worley has done such a, a great job of, I mean, you guys all know what he did on comics to film and mania. He is he is he is everything behind Backlot D, and I know I know he's doing his darndest to get it out there. So it's uh, it's the website and the, and the Facebook page, uh, uh, Backlot D B A C K L O T D dot com, and again, uh, same thing on Facebook. And uh, 
you know, again, you know, reviews, info, trailers, uh, you know, locally, you know, contests, passes, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, for all your movie needs, you know, and, and, and not just Rob's reviews, but mine, uh, backlotd.com and on Facebook. And thanks again for having us. Um, well, that's it. X-Men is our winner. And uh, right after the break, uh, you'll get the next half of the show. Welcome to the second hey, half. Are, are my levels okay too? I just want to make sure they're. <laughs> Welcome to the second half of check checks of best okay, so good. I just want to make sure that was, just want to make sure there was 2011. <laughs> she sells seashells. I'm no, seriously just going to keep blowing through this. Uh, you just heard the Michael part, Michael. You heard Mike's half. Now you get to have maybe the fun half or maybe just the fucking ridiculous half. It doesn't doesn't matter, but. With me right now, I've got Mr. Michael Felcher. Michael, say hello. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> wow. We've got Rob, Backlot D. Worley. Hey there. Uh, uh, Josh, the Hammer, Van Valkenberg. Yo, what up? And Chuck Farrell. Hello. Uh... They did geek cred. Uh, you know everybody here. We do this all the time. Uh, I guess we should go to Josh because the last time Josh was on was episode 25, 24. So it's been a while. Josh, what's your geek cred? Well, my geek cred is I have a bust of Duke Nukem in, in, in my computer room. I have a full standing six foot tall Duke Nukem displayer. I have a 73 inch TV. Um, I have some cats. I have this big American McGee's Alice picture kind of leaning against the wall since I don't have any studs up here. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a pretty geeky guy. You know, I like 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 uh, like Stargate, you know. Thank you. You, know, <laughs> you, you don't know. have to go along your whole thing. Uh, Chuck, are you still in New Jersey? <clears throat> I'm in Jersey. Um, yeah, I'm Chuck. Um, I'm big science fiction and other nerd-related fan pretty much have Star Trek, Star Wars, and The Simpsons completely memorized. Um, and uh, if you would like to know more about Chuck Farrell, consult our previous episodes in starring his geek grid. <laughs> Mr. Rob Backlot D. Worley, have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, unfortunately, well, yeah, I've seen some. But, uh, yeah, my is <laughs> I run Backlot D. site. Backlotd.com, D for Detroit. Uh, so I've seen 15 of the 16 movies on the bracket, so that I think that gives me an edge here. Uh, and I also write funny books like Scratch 9, uh, which is out in trade paperback form right now at your finer local comic shops. Thank you very yes. much. And Mr. Michael Felsher, 
We don't give a fuck about you. All right, let's go. Let's start this episode. (laughs) We're going to the first fight. It's Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus Midnight in Paris, a Woody Allen classic, maybe, maybe not. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, you really should go out and see it. It's... it's a perfect prequel, trequel. I don't know what it is. I love the movie, so I'm voting for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I, you know, you don't give a fuck about my opinion, so I'm not voting. <laughs> All right, Rob. <laughs> really? Can we go back to Mike. Okay, Michael. I do care about you. No, you can suck my dick. I'm not. I'm not voting. You're not voting on this one. <laughs> Nope. That's fine. That's fine. Rob? Well, I did not think Planet of the Apes was awesome. I thought it was kind of lame. And and as soon as I saw it, I want to say that it was not good. But my opinion on it softened a little bit. But like Midnight in Paris is the highest grossing Woody Allen movie of all time. And even though it's not a traditional summer movie, I think you got to give it some credit. And so I'm going with Midnight in Paris. Much better movie than Planet of the Apes. A uh, vote for Midnight in Paris. Josh. Okay. Um, you know, when you really compare a Woody Allen movie to any other movie, um, what you have to really think about is Woody Allen is a pedophile, <laughs> and he adopted a girl and then married her, and he just adopted another 13-year-old girl, who I'm sure he's going to be marrying real soon. Um, so he never gets any of my votes because he's a real sicko. And in Rise of Planet of the Apes, uh, James Franco, who is a successful soap opera star, really made the jump, and I'm ready to see him in more actiony Hollywood films in the near future. So, Rise of Planet of the Apes, uh, Josh. A vote for apes, Chuck. Um, yeah, the whole idea that Midnight in Paris is the highest grossing Woody Allen movie is a strike against it, in my opinion, because this is the highest grossing Woody Allen movie, Midnight in Paris. I really like Woody Allen. I don't buy into the whole, oh, he's a pedophile. We shouldn't watch his movies. He has a lot of great movies, but the problem is he has too many movies. Like 20% of his movies are great. And then all the other movies are just duplicates of those movies. This thing is just a riff of all those other movies he's been making since the Scarlett Johansson movie. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I'm a big Planet of the Apes fan. I was looking forward to the movie. But based on the trailer, I expected it to be just a whole bunch of uh, CGI apes going and running amok in a city, and it ended up being a way better movie. Um, Planet of the Apes, man. A vote for Planet of the Apes, and Michael, I'm going to come back to you. Do you want to vote? No, I'm still pissed. Still pissed. Ah. <laughs> All right, well, Michael, this fight is yours. Planet of the Apes did move on. It is Thor versus Conan. Thor. A uh, vote for Thor. <laughs> Rob? I thought this was going to be the funny segment. <laughs> um, yeah, Conan sucks, Thor. Another vote for Thor. Josh? As much as I love the lamentation of the enemies and all that other good shit, um, Thor did give me one of the one of the best things um, of the summer with uh, the the. the the ringtone where it's like, I'm Thor, Kurthmash. So Thor gets my vote. Uh, vote for Thor. Chuck. Okay, anyone else playing Conan is a load of crap. Uh, other, you know, unless they're Schwarzenegger, Thor. 
Another vote for Thor. Uh, I could spike the ball, but I'm not going to. I think I'm going to vote for Conan because it is a fun action movie. Even though I know Thor is better, Thor is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Rob, this one is yours. It is Fright Night versus Captain America. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I have not seen Fright Night. Uh, I, I want to hate it because I love the original so much, and it looks like it's too far away from the original. I want to like it because my pal Andy Kuhn uh, did the comic book artwork that you see on the screen. But regardless, I can't evaluate it at all. I did see Captain America. It's a not bad movie, so I'm voting for Captain America. A vote for Cap. Josh. You know, this is Colin Colin Farrell's best performance since Miami Vice. Um, and I really think this is going to get him, you know, like a BAFTA or, or something like that. Um, with just his his great display of accents and facial hair, um, but you know, really, when you when you think about great great summer movies, you have to think about superheroes and huge tits. Captain America has them both. He's going on to the next round. Uh, vote for Captain America, Chuck. Yeah, Fright Night is just a, another unnecessary remake of a great um, kind of like campy horror movie from the eighties. So, Captain America, I thought was good. I was a little underwhelmed, but still way better than another unnecessary remake. So, I'm going with the Cap. Another vote for Captain America. Um, I saw Fright Night recently, just a couple days ago, and I, I was underwhelmed by it. I mean, it's a fun movie, but I, it just doesn't live up to the expectations I had for it. Uh, Captain America, I saw twice. Uh I liked it both times. I, I enjoyed myself greatly, so I'm going to go with Captain America. Uh, Michael? I'm going to vote for Biodome. B- Biodome? Yep. Uh, vote for Biodome. Uh, Hold on. Can I change my vote? I'm a fucking Polly Shore Mark, man. <laughs> Biodome is not even on the list. <laughs> a vote for Biodome, but Captain America moves on. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Josh, this one is yours. It is Transformers Dark of the Moon versus Hangover 2. Okay, so let me just kind of frame this up by saying Transformers Dark of the Moon, one of the greatest grossing films, you know, in, in quite a while. Phenomenal 3D performance. You know, people really love the Michael Bay blow shit up kind of thing. I'm not a huge fan, but I was even less of a huge fan of Hangover 2. Mainly because I thought you take guys you like, put them in a fun situation like the first movie, that's great. You take guys you like, put them in a horrible situation like in Hangover 2 where, spoiler alert, Ed Helms or Stu Helms gets fucked right in the ass by a tranny and then the fucking the guy gets shot and it's a horrible movie and I hated it. Transformers. A vote against Hangover 2. Chuck. Yeah, these are two movies uh, that I think are terrible, but um, hmm. I really hate the new Transformers movies, and Hangover 2 is just kind of a duplicate of the original Hangover, which was mildly entertaining, so I'm going with The Hangover. I'll vote for Hangover 2. I'm the lone person on this panel, I think, that enjoyed both of these movies for what they were. Uh, Hangover 2? It's a comedy. I laughed. Mission accomplished. Transformers 3? I watched it in 3D. 
and it was amazing. Uh, it, w- it was truly a spectacle to be seen. And they did the one thing that they needed to do in Transformers 3, which was get rid of the humans. Like, there's very little human stuff in that movie. There's a shit ton of robot stuff. And I do love the fact that the beginning of the, well, the beginning of the big fight, it's 300 Decepticons versus, like, eight Autobots. By the end of the big fight, it is eight Autobots. How can you not love that? So I, I got to vote for Transformers. Michael? Uh, let's see. We'll make um, Heads Transformers and Tails Hangover 2. And it's going to be Hangover 2. Hangover 2 gets a vote. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Rob. Oh, wow. All the pressure's on me. Well, look, I hate Michael Bay. Uh, that's a fact. And I love The Hangover. Um, so coming into both these movies, I had certain expectations. And yeah, Hangover 2 is a sequel like Evil Dead is a sequel. It's it's a remake. It's the same movie uh, done twice, which makes it the worst kind of sequel. Transformers, on the other hand, looked pretty awesome. And I wasn't a fan of the previous movies, but you could actually see the Transformers transforming in this movie. And the 3D Spectacular, so I had a much better time watching Transformers. I'll vote for Transformers, and Transformers makes it through. I was not expecting it to make it out of the first round, although you never know. On to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Green Lantern versus Cars 2. Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Green Lantern. Um, I went into the movie theater worried, expecting it to be really bad, and I it ended up just being pretty good. So I was kind of happy about that. I saw it in 3D. This 3D was all right. But, um, yeah, I was overall pretty entertained by the movie. I enjoyed it. Whereas uh, Cars 2 is just, uh, I'm really sick of, like, the whole genre of CGI animated movies where they hire celebrities to voice, you know, uh, the characters. It's just, you know, just been done to death. I'm sick of it. So Green Lantern. Uh, vote for Green Lantern. Um, I saw Green Lantern on opening day because I wanted it to be horrible, and I was uh, <laughs> I was not pleasantly surprised. It was it was horrible. It's a, it's a it's a travesty of a film. They had three movies in there that could have been a good movie, but they mashed them together and made one fucking shitty movie. I'm actually <laughs> offended by how bad that movie is. Uh, because the Green Lantern is actually an interesting character, at least when you read comics. They they made him the most dull, boring character that you could possibly make, put on film. Like, you would think Thor would be more boring than Green Lantern, but it wasn't. Green Lantern is a pile of shit. I'm voting for Cars 2. Michael? Uh, I just didn't buy the universe. I have a problem with the universe. I mean, where's all the humans? There's no humanity in the movie whatsoever. And there's just so much CGI, and it's just, uh, you know, the voice work in the movie really didn't work for me at all, and it was just utterly a a really huge disappointment. But uh, I enjoy Cars 2, though, so we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Vote for Cars 2. Rob? (laughs) I don't even know what to say after that. Uh, I did not like either of these movies. Uh, They were both sort of in the same realm of mediocre for me. I'm going with Cars 2 because Owen Wilson got knocked out in the first bracket, so I want him to go forward in this one. A vote for Cars 2 and Josh. I know I, I've never seen Green Lantern. I'll be the first to admit that. But 
I do love Ryan Reynolds and his fantastic abs. Oh, love him. But I, I, when you say you, Owen Wilson got knocked out and you want to see him continue on, what you're forgetting is Larry the fucking cable guy is in Cars 2. And they made him the star of the fucking movie. That guy is a no-talent hack who fucking, oh, you're a redneck, you're very funny. Fuck him and fuck Cars 2. Green Lantern. A vote for Green Lantern, but Cars 2 is going on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. It is Harry Potter, The Deathly Hallows Part 2 versus 30 Minutes or Less. Um, I like 30 Minutes or Less a lot. Uh, it's one of those dark comedies that's going to take a while for people to actually warm up to. Uh, Harry Potter, though... If you're going to finish a movie, or finish a seven, what, eight movie quadrility, whatever you call that, that's how I kind of want it to be. Pretty much nothing but action, very little story, tie everything up in a bow, and it's done. The universe is over, I kind of felt sad at the end, I liked it a lot, so I've got to go with Harry Potter. Michael? Actually, I think an eight-part movie series is called an octology, but in any way... Um which one of these movies has the, the wizards with the wands and the fighting? Uh, that's Harry Potter. Oh, okay, Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter. Rob? Uh, yeah, Harry Potter seemed like it was probably a pretty good movie, but I missed the, the middle uh, four and a half parts. So I got to go with 30 minutes or less because I understood that one. A vote for 30 minutes or less. Josh? Um, you know, it, with with the whole thirty minutes or less thing, it's definitely, you know, it's 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of laughs and a lot of love, but you know, with Harry Harry Potter, I mean, you know, that's that's the end of an era, you know, um, you know, that's I won't have to see, you know, people wearing the fucking glasses with the stupid bowl cut and the and the the robes, you know, at at the hot topic, uh, when I'm trying to get my shirts in there. And my belt buckles, and uh, you know, it's it, it was it was sad to see it go, but I'm glad it's gone. My vote's for Harry Potter. A uh, vote for Harry Potter and Chuck. Uh, thirty minutes or less has that Michael Sarah guy in it. Nope. nope. No. Uh, who is that kid? You know who I'm talking about? From uh, Jesse Eisenberg in that. Yeah, that guy annoys me. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, to be honest, I'm. I've never really been a huge Harry Potter guy. Uh, I've been always kind of lukewarm. I never read the books. I've seen all the movies. Um, I kind of didn't like it out of spite because I worked at Borders and I'd have, I used to, have to do all these midnight sales for these Harry Potter freaks who couldn't wait a couple hours for a damn book. The book. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to vote for Harry Potter anyway, just because 30 minutes or less is a just kind of like a flash in the pan comedy that'll fade into obscurity. A vote for Harry Potter, and Harry Potter is moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Bridesmaids versus X-Men First Class. Okay, which one of these has the wizards with the wands in it? <laughs> Bridesmaids. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll vote for Bridesmaids then. <laughs> A vote for Bridesmaids. Rob? Uh, I'm going with X-Men First Class. A vote for the mutants. Josh? Um, you know, I saw X-Men First Class at a, at a, like a screener kind of thing, and it was, it was, it was a fun experience, but honest to God, I don't remember shit about that movie. Here's what I remember. It was like the 40s, and then the 60s, and then there was a boat, 
and then it ended. All in all, it's it's not something that's going to stick with me, and I don't think it was a, a great superhero movie. Um, you know, and, and Bridesmaids had that really fat lady in the trailer, and she made me laugh, so Bridesmaids. <laughs> Another vote for Bridesmaids. Chuck? Hmm, let's see, a movie uh, starring... Some chick that used to be on SNL as one of like the supporting people because they weren't really that funny, and some other ladies doing jokes about weddings and wedding situations versus the fucking X Men. Hmm. I think I'm going with the X Men. A vote for X Men. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me. And I've seen both of these films, and Bridesmaids is really funny. It might be the funniest movie of the summer. I'm not saying that as, a, as an absolute. It, it might be, because it has a lot more funny moments. There is a moment where, uh, I'm trying to remember her name, Maya Rudolph is shitting in the middle of the street in a 2000 wait, no, it was an $8,000 wedding dress, and it, she was just defeated when she did it. She was just shitting in the street. She's like, don't, don't touch me. It's over. Don't, don't, don't bother. Don't touch me. But but X-Men First Class redeemed the X-Men movies for me. Because 3 sucks. Wolverine is even worse than 3. <laughs> and, and then you get X-Men First Class and, Mag- and it's basically Magneto like Wrecking House. And I wanted that. So I'm going to vote for X-Men First Class. But begrudgingly, I would have voted for Bridesmaids had it been up against something else. And X-Men First Class is going through, and we are at our last fight of this round. Uh, Rob, this one is yours. It is Super 8 versus Kung Fu Panda. Wow, I hate this matchup. These are these are my two favorite movie, movies on the uh, on the whole list here. Uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Kung Fu Panda. I think it's, it's a good, uh, funny uh, animated comedy. It's got good Asian wisdom in it, or American wisdom that's trying to be Asian, whatever. Um, Super 8 was surprisingly good. Uh, I'm just gonna coin toss it and go with Kung Fu Panda. Uh, vote for Kung Fu Panda. Uh, Josh? Um, you know, when when you look at two two top-notch blockbusters like this, I mean, what it really has to come down to is, is, you know, the, the directing aspect of it and the art aspect of it. And for me, you know, Kung, Kung Fu Panda just wasn't there. It was just like a lot of the same assets. They didn't do anything new with the colors or the location. It was just like ancient Chinese secret again, huh? You know, and I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. And, you know, the whole, the Super 8 thing at first, I was like, oh, whatever. But, you know, really, really thinking about it and, and really feeling it, you know, I, I'd have to go with Super 8 because, you know, it's, it's super. And eight. 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 Super. Eight. A vote for Super 8. Chuck? Um, yeah, Super 8, uh, I was really looking forward to. I didn't think it was bad, but I was kind of disappointed by it. Um, you know, I think we need... I like J.J. Abrams, but we don't need any more monster-related threat movies with character-building, heartwarming tales of people bonding with each other or whatever. Um... And I also felt like uh, a lot of like, well, like the ooh, in case you didn't know the era that we're in, here's all these references we're dropping with songs on the radio and stuff like that. I thought it was, you know, instead of being clever, kind of, you know, uh, felt really, um, 
uh, I don't know, forced. But uh, I still think Super 8 was a lot more original than Kung Fu Panda 2. And I, I still thought it was a, a decent movie, so I'm going with Super 8. A uh, vote for Super 8. Um, yeah, Super 8. I watched that with my father in the theater, and it brought it took me all the way back to when I was terrified watching E.T. in the theater with my father. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of, I, I, I there's a small, yeah, Super Eight, Michael. Um, well, let's see, Super Eight, Kung Fu Panda Two, Eight is more than two, Super Eight. <laughs> uh, vote for Super 8 and Super 8 makes it on through this next fight is for a spot in the final four Josh, this one is yours it is Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus Thor uh, for me this fight really breaks down to you know, battle of the catchphrases with Rise of the Planet of the Apes having take your hands off me you damn dirty ape and Thor having I'm Thor, could smash and, you know, one of those is funny for, you know, a couple weeks, but people have been saying, take your hands off me, you damn dirty apes, for decades. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phrase that's deeply ingrained in the heritage of our people as white Americans, and I, I think it's something that needs to live on for generations, that we should cherish, and Planet of the Apes is a movie I vote for. Apes. As white Americans, you do realize I'm not white, Josh. Well, then take your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> okay, Chuck? Uh, hmm, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with Rise of Planet of the Apes because I think Thor was a cool movie and it was well done. But it was kind of like your usual really well done superhero movie just with Thor uh, but still great movie I don't really want to vote against it but Planet of the Apes I thought did a really good job of kind of like explaining everything about how the Planet of the Apes came to be while uh, not sucking like the Tim Burton one I just thought it was very clever uh, focusing on the ape parts with no dialogue that were pretty cool I was kind of surprised by it so I'm going with the rise uh, vote for rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, yeah, I kind of got to vote. The, the 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 catchphrase from Rise of the Planet of the Apes isn't uh, "Take your damn paws off me, you damn dirty apes." It's no. Those of you that have seen it understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Those of you that haven't, I'm not ruining anything for you. But no is the catchphrase of that movie. Uh, it's monkey rape. It's not monkey rape. Uh. Thor is is a paint by number superhero film. It, it, it truly is. It's it's a good one. They they hit all the points that you're supposed to. But I think Rise of the Planet of the Apes was just a, a better movie. So I'm going to go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Michael, um, refresh my memory. How many monkeys are in Thor? Uh, hairless monkeys a lot. Uh, actual monkeys zero. Oh, well, then Rise of the Planet of the Apes wins. A vote for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And, Rob? I, I have to agree that Thor is a very run-the-bases Marvel movie, uh, but a very entertaining one at that. Planet of the Apes, on the other hand, has one character in it. It's got a cast of a dozen. It's got one character. 
And if they had managed to make James Franco or any of the human actors seem as convincing as the monkey, I might have liked it a little bit. But they all suck. The human cast sucks. The movie is is way too serious and way too cheeky at the same time. I'm going with Thor. A vote for Thor, but Rise of the Planet of the Apes is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Captain America, the first Avenger, versus Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Um, well, as I already expressed my dislike for Transformers, you all know I'm going for Captain America. Um, yeah, screw Michael Bay. A uh, vote for Captain America. And I would, I would, I would almost vote for Transformers if it was up against a different movie. Transformers is really, really fun. The things that they do to other Transformers in this movie is horrible. If it was human beings, it would be the most graphic film ever made. They are literally decapitating and disemboweling robots from beginning to end of that movie. It's so much fun to watch. But Captain America, he decapitates actual people, and that's more fun to me. Especially when he kicks a guy into the blades, and then there's that spray of red. I'm sorry. I'm voting for Captain America. Michael? Um, Captain America, definitely. Because um, I don't like the big, giant robots. Yes, we know you hate the Transformers. Uh, Rob? Transformers is an awful lot of fun, but it's about an hour too long. Captain America is uneven, but it's mostly pretty good. I'm going to go with Captain America. Another vote for Captain America. Josh, is it a clean sweep? Well, first, I, I you know, I mean, I, uh, oh, this is so hard for me. For, you're saying it's an hour too long. The movie I saw was 90 minutes, um, you know, with, with the Transmorphers. Um, and I saw it on Sci-Fi Channel, and I thought it was fantastic production values for, for that. But, uh, you know, I mean, you guys are looking for the clean sweep and everything, so I guess we'll go with Captain America. That's right, you commie son of a bitch. <laughs> Captain America gets a vote. <laughs> On to our next fight. It is Cars 2 versus Harry Potter 8. Um, ah, I, I like the finale of Harry Potter a lot. I, I, and, and you really did have to invest in it. If you invested in Harry Potter, it's a very good ending to that story. If you didn't invest in Harry Potter, it's a very confusing a, a movie. Like, you have no business watching it if the last movie you saw was the first movie. Seriously, it makes no sense whatsoever. But I'm voting for Harry Potter. Michael? Uh, which of these has all the cars in it? Harry Potter. Oh, okay, Harry Potter. It's cars, Michael. Cars has all the cars. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to vote for Harry Potter. I'll vote for Harry Potter. Rob? Yeah, wow, these are my two least favorite movies on the list. Um, you're right. If you haven't seen any of the other movies, this movie makes no sense. But I think when you put a movie in the theaters, you have a responsibility to make it a, an actual movie that stands alone. But this does not. This picks up in the middle and ends wherever. I don't know. Uh, Cars 2 is, uh, is also the end of an era. Uh, marks the end of an era. It's the, the end of Pixar's uh, unbroken streak of great, great movies. It's not a great movie, but because it did break a streak, I'm going to go with Cars 2. A uh, vote for Cars 2. Josh. Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy can suck my dick. Harry <laughs> Potter. 
<laughs> vote for Harry Potter and Chuck. Yeah, I'm kind of so-so on both of these, but again, I think Harry Potter, um, uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, and, you know, when it's Harry Potter, which is such a big phenomenon, it doesn't really have to be a standalone self-watchable movie. And, uh, you know, even if you watch the very last movie, it could be an avant-garde experience. Uh, vote for <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> and Harry Potter into the final four. And uh, let's see, Michael, last spot in the final four goes to you. It is X-Men First Class versus Super 8. Um, hmm, I don't know. Super 8. <laughs> A vote for Super 8. Uh, Rob? Ah. Uh. These are two good movies. X-Men, you know, X-Men gives us the blue and gold uniforms for the first time, which is awesome. It's got the whole Austin Powers vibe with the supervillains, which I love. Uh, it's got all the messed up continuity that people can complain about for decades. Uh, but Super 8 is, is really a fine-tuned movie. And, you know, you've got great kids doing great kids' performances, Al Fanning in particular. I'm going with Super 8. A vote for Super 8. Uh, Josh? Uh, you know, again, I don't really remember X-Men. Um, I don't even know how a movie about transsexuals got such a big budget. Um, you know, so I guess I am going to have to go with Super 8. Uh, you know, and, and we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next round. A vote for Super 8. Chuck? Uh, I think they're both good movies, but um, Super 8 I was a little disappointed by, whereas X-Men First Class was a movie that I was surprised by. Um, so for that alone, I'm going with X-Men. Uh, vote for X-Men. And I do really, really like both of these movies a lot. Super 8 is a lot of fun. Uh, it kind of it captures a little bit of being a kid. Not really being a kid in the 80s, I don't really remember that because I was like 10 when the 80s ended, so I, I can't really, I don't have that same experience, but uh, X-Men, I, I really do like it beginning to end. I, I like the fact that Magneto was just fucking out for revenge, and he does it in such horribly delightful ways. Like when, when he's in Brazil, walks in with that pimped out white suit, and he's, tall, he's like, hey, you guys are Germans, ha <laughs> Let's drink some beer. You were Nazis? You killed Jews? Yeah, I know you killed Jews, and then he just fucking kills them all. I loved that shit. Uh, so I've got to go with X-Men. But Super 8 is moving on. No, uh, I'm going to change my vote. You are? I'm changing it to X-Men because I don't really want to be on the same side as Josh on this one. A vote for X-Men. <laughs> wow. And X-Men First Class is moving through. We are on to our next fight. Uh, oh, it's it's almost the final fight. Rob, this one is yours. It is Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus Captain America. Oh, I think I've expressed my disdain for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, clearly. But the fact that they that we brought up, get your filthy paws off me, you damn dirty ape, as a plus for this movie, it offends me. When that line was spoken by the great <laughs> character... <laughs> Nothing more than a one-dimensional stereotype. They give that line to this character in this movie. No, I'm not. It's no a madhouse. Captain America. I'll vote for Captain America. Josh, 
Oh, what a grave mistake you've made. You didn't align yourself with the apes now, and your ancestors shall receive ape rape. So I vote for Planet of the Apes to ensure the safety of my people. <laughs> I'll vote for Planet of the Apes. Chuck? Um, yeah, both movies I really enjoyed this summer. Um, but I'm going to go with Planet of the Apes just because I thought it was a much more um, unique movie. Uh, kind of something that uh, a little different from what you expect to see. Uh, I was kind of surprised by it. Plus, John Lithgow was in it. Come on. Uh, I actually, I really like Captain America too. I don't like voting against it. Um, I would have liked to see more Nazis in the movie, like someone like going after Hitler or like them fighting in, in actual battles in World War II or something. Uh, but you know, that's just a minor gripe. But I begrudgingly have to go with Planet of the Apes. Uh, vote for Planet of the Apes. Um, Captain America is an excellent film uh some would say it's too long i thought it was the perfect length it left me wanting more i love the fuck out of that movie i i truly do i i I love you know and people talk about his bobblehead i i I don't really care i like that he embodied a, a really good person a really like selfless person the the things you want america to kind of be but you know we we aren't we're, we're fucking dicks. I'm not I'm not gonna lie about it. We're 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 assholes. But Captain America is not an asshole. He he was great. I loved him. I'm voting for Captain America. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Michael. Um, what's the uh, what's the what, which one of these two, which two are we doing? Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus Captain America. Don't be swayed oh. by our arguments. Oh, I wasn't. Um, uh, two good films. I enjoyed both of them, and uh, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed both of them. Hmm. You know, I gotta go take a shit. I'll uh, decide about that in a second. <laughs> I like it. M- Michael, come on. Please don't go take a shit. Oh, Lord. He's gonna oh. go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, while he's gone, um, uh, have you guys heard of this uh, show on Fox about how they go back in time because the Earth is all fucked up? No. It oh, looks yeah. it looks I mean, stupid. I don't. Oh wait, yeah, Terra Nova. Yeah, Terra they Nova. go back. They go. Apparently, the plot is to go back in time to when there were dinosaurs. But yeah. I don't know if when your planet is fucked, I don't know if going back in time to dinosaurs is a good idea because one, dinosaurs will eat you, and two. Um, uh, all the dinosaurs went extinct from a giant fucking comet. Um, <laughs> so it's it's just to me it's really short sighted, <laughs> you know. That well, uh, they only go back in time right before the com- the comet hits. I, I figure they got maybe on Fox three seasons, and then they're gonna have have the comet hit, and uh, you know that's when it's really gonna just jump the shark. And four more seasons on Sci-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but what's that? There's like a British show like that. They're like back in time. Uh, that's Primeval, and they don't yeah. go back in time. There are dimensional tears into other dimensions that have weird creatures in them. Like that. And it, it, isn't that yeah. made by the BBC? Yeah, it's a BBC. Like, the budget is so low for that show. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, like the dinosaurs. Remember that really horrible show, The Lost World? Wait, let, let me see. Michael, are you back from shitting? He's not back. 
Nope, he's still shitting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope Mike leaves all of this in. <laughs> um, oh, so what do you guys think about House being in prison? What? In the new season of House, he's in prison. They put a what? house in a prison? Yeah, because he drove his car through Cuddy's house, so now he's in, in, in prison. No. You know, I stopped watching that show... Two years well, ago. I stopped watching that show like four years ago. <laughs> I will do you one better. Season two, I left. Well, you know, it, it was cool and all, and every, occasionally I'll watch an episode on USA. But no way. The only thing on, N, on, on USA is NCIS reruns and pro wrestling. Uh, well, he, <laughs> Plays House was in this great show, British sketch comedy show, a uh, bit of Fry and something or other. You know Fry and Lori. Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. It's a good show. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> oh, oh, you back from shitting? Oh, yeah, man, I filled the bowl on that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he filled the bowl. He was poop socking, man. Oh. He just got out of his chair and squatted and filled that sock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't have any socks that big. Oh, man. Just using the garbage can. <laughs> so what's your vote, Michael? Oh, what were the choices again? Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Captain America? Oh, Captain America. A vote for Captain America, and Captain America is into the finals. On to our next fight. Uh, hold uh, on, I just want to take a second and say, you all got us killed. By not voting <laughs> for the apes now, you have sealed our race's fate, and you are all fucking fools. Uh, okay. but there yeah, at, were... least we'll die. at least we'll die interesting. An American. Uh, a vote for Captain America. Captain America is in the finals. Chuck, this fight is yours. It is Harry Potter 8 versus X-Men First Class or X-Men 5. Uh, which is the movie with the mutants and the powers? Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Oh, all right. Biodome. I'm going to go with Biodome. Wait, wait. Biodome or X-Men? Uh, Bioman. Okay, I'll, I'm going to take that as a vote for X-Men. <laughs> uh, ooh, it could be an all-Marvel final here. Or I could vote for Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter... The phenomenon that is Harry Potter is, is and was amazing. I, I do miss it because it will be gone. I, I, I did read all of the books. I read it with my cousin. Uh, he was in first grade when I when we saw the mo- the first movie yeah he was in first grade when we saw the first movie I got him the third book he is a freshman in college now so it, it's kind of a, that, that era that is that these movies and it's the end of it but X-Men first class was more fun so I'm going to go with X-Men uh, Michael I really like cheese so I'm going to vote for Harry Potter <laughs> uh, vote for Harry Potter Rob yeah, you know, I feel bad that I can't give a vote for Harry Potter because I didn't understand the movie. But, uh, you know, X-Men I did understand and I liked it, and I'm going with X-Men. Another vote for X-Men and Josh. You guys just fucking love trannies, man. That's why you <laughs> voted for Hangover as well. You are just on the tranny love train here. Um, no, I, I, Chris, you would probably kill me if I didn't vote for Harry Potter. And all in all, I thought it was... It was fun. There were a lot of boss fights. Uh, the bad guy from Die Hard was in it. And he gets eaten by a snake. There's a spoiler for you. Um, 
And, uh, you know, all in all, I, I had a blast. You know, it was, it, was a, it was a magical experience, and I can't wait to ride it at Universal Studios. Harry Potter. A vote for Harry Potter. But X-Men First Class is in the finals. It's in all Marvel finals. Uh, it is Captain America versus X-Men First Class. And uh, we're going to go to Melancholy Michael. Michael, what's your vote? I'm so thrilled that we've ended up with two fucking superhero movies for our uh, <laughs> big uh, big showdown here. This is exciting and thrilling. And uh, wow. Um, of the two, I really, really enjoy Captain America the most. X-Men was uh, very good. But Captain America, for me, kind of defined a summer movie. So I'm going to go with Captain America. Uh, vote for Captain America. Uh, Josh. <sighs> well, you know, when, when you look at a final like this, you really have to break it down and think about what the movies mean. The story of Captain America is not only about patriotism, but about a boy becoming more than a man. And X-Men First Class was about a bunch of dudes who become ladies. Um, so, you know, for me, I'd rather be a macho, macho man than uh, uh, a dude without a dick. So, Captain America. A vote for Captain America. Rob? Wow, I don't really have a big argument either way on this. Um, I think I liked X-Men better. I think I felt better about it when I left the movie theater than I did about Captain America, but I like the ideas in Captain America better, and I like skinny Chris Evans in Captain America, which I haven't seen a skinny downsize of a superhero like that ever um i'm gonna go gosh this is tough i'm going with x-men uh vote for x-men um both oddly enough are period pieces one is the 60s the other is 40s um the technology is uh, ridiculous in both of them like they are they're using jets and crap like and then the, the the action sequences are really good, but I think the climax in X Men First Class is actually a little bit better than Captain America. Captain America is fun, and it, and it comes to a peak, and then he dies, and you kind of cry. Well, he doesn't die, but he, he you kind of cry because you know he you know he's not going to make that date. He he's not going to be able to see her again, and and that's where the movie ends, and it kind of starts, and, and it ends with the beginning of the Avengers movie, which is okay. Uh, X-Men First Class has the Cuban Missile Crisis, a bunch of uh, missiles being shot at people, and then Magneto stopping them all, and then throwing them back at people. That shit was fucking awesome. I liked it a lot. Uh, you also had Xavier getting shot in the back. That was kind of cool, too. So, I think I'm gonna go with X-Men First Class, tied up, and leave it up to you, Chuck. Hmm, um... I kind of like both of these movies on the same level. I like both of them for a lot of the reasons everyone described. Both being kind of period pieces, I thought was a really good point. Um, so since I kind of like both of them entertainment-wise on the same level, I'm, I'm really going to just have to boil it down to what superheroes I just like more. And uh, I was never really a huge fan of Captain America, the character. Uh, um, never really read the comics and stuff. Whereas uh, X-Men, uh, you know, I was following ever since I was pretty young. And uh, so just for that reason alone, a good X-Men movie adding to the canon 
Gotta go with the men. The former men, X-Men, first class, is the best summer movie on this panel. I'm pretty sure it's different on the other panel. I do not know. I, I guess they're still recording. I'll find out momentarily, well, later Wait, on. They, did they start before us and they're still going? I don't know. I know that they're still going. Well, we Let flesh ours out. Let's so, go re-record tomorrow. We don't have to flesh anything out. I want to see this baby run in three hours. <laughs> we have a three-hour episode, and it's ridiculous. We don't no, need another part. one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. just our part. Yeah. No, no. That's so going to be a, a debate of our champion against their champion? No. Not well, at that's, all. That's a fool's well, thing. Because this was just <laughs> to see... If we ended up with two different ones. If we both ended up with First Class, there is no debate. We all agree that First Class is the best movie. I I don't know what I don't know what they came up with. I so, don't think Green Lantern should have won. Green Lantern should not have won. It is a pile of fucking shit. The other team would have been baffled. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you, Midnight in Paris, man. You know, if it had been Midnight in Paris or Green Lantern, they would have been baffled. Like, how the fuck did you guys come up with that? It makes yep. no sense whatsoever. But X-Men First Class is the winner. Uh, plugs. We've got plugs here. And Michael of Red Shirt Pictures, do you have anything to plug? Um, but that's just to make a recommendation since it's come up so much here in this uh, particular panel. For all you transgender people out there, you might want to check out the Rainbow Room down on East 8 Mile Road. It's a really nice place to hang out. And uh, Josh, I hear you're popular down there. I am popular. <laughs> all right. Uh, Josh, do you have anything to plug? Well, coming up next weekend, I think. Nope. We're gonna be, when nope. is it? Uh, can't plug that? We, we can plug it, but it, it was yesterday. <laughs> Oh, so, so we you should say how great it was. No, 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 it was really good. Don't do that. Don't do that. The, the geek vice curse is if we talk about how great something was, it ends up being horrible. Don't so talk about how horrible it is. Exactly. It was the shittiest weekend I've ever had. Yeah. I can't believe I lost. Way, my... it was, it, it, I'm not I'm just I'm sorry. I, I, it was just way too much ass rape going on at that show. Seriously, man. My butthole is still sore. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> no, I mean it was in, in like in every other room, and even the dealer's room. I, mean, it really, I thought it was a little less than usual. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm fine. <laughs> you were a raper, not a rapey, buddy. Listen, I got on Let's the train. The love. You got on the train. Yeah, yeah, but, but you were the conductor. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have anything to plug, Josh? Anything at all? Uh, well, there was the thing I was gonna plug, and then you yelled at me. Uh, I didn't yell at you. You did. You called me the N-word. I heard it. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, other than that, you know, I don't I don't have a lot to plug. Um, you know, uh, in terms oh, of the plugs, N-word is nerd. I get it. <laughs> well, no. It's, uh, it's Nancy. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and, and, you know, when I'm plugging things, you know, it's, re- it's really difficult to kind of think about what I should plug. Um, you know, in terms of, in ter- well, yeah. If you if you need good good vet work, go to the Humane Society. They got they got some people there that'll fix your animals. There, so that works. <laughs> you know, that's that's a good time. And um, you're done plugging. Oh, oh, all right. Well, more next. Well, that's what she we'll, said. We'll do we'll do, uh, we'll do an addendum. I'll send you a wave file of just some more plugs. Okay, that's fine, Chuck. <laughs> um, don't forget to check out Geek Fights. Just Geek Fights. That's yeah. it. 
Yeah. What about, uh, what was the website that you've you just had? been checking it out for three yeah, years. Yeah, well, that ha- hasn't developed as much due to s- extreme laziness, so, okay. but it'll, I'll, I'll let people know when it pops up. All right. Ayo. Bravo! I did all my plugs at the top, I think, but, uh... Do them again. Huh? Do them again? Well, there's my book, Scratch 9, which you will be able to get the reprint of the hard-to-find first issue at the upcoming Detroit Fanfare Convention. It's the best comic convention in the Detroit area. It runs September 24th and 25th, I think. So you mean I, yesterday? Huh? Yeah, yesterday. They already, they're, you're just teasing people to show they already missed. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That geek now, now, now table now is terrible. I why it, why I can't why I can't do that. Right. Oh, um uh No, no, no oh. more plugging. Oh. <laughs> I was, no, I was gonna tell tell Rob to uh um, yeah. are you gonna do trades? Do you do trade? It's got a trade. There's a trade. There'll well, be a trade. Why are you redoing a first issue if you have a trade? Well, because I, I still have lots of individual issues left and nobody will buy the second issue if they can't get the first one. Well, I just want to buy the trade. No, you can buy the trade. But why would you have the individuals if you have a trade, then? There's no, no market for it. Yes, there is. Shut Collectors. up. <laughs> Collectors. Yeah. Yes. Collectors. The first issue has Damon, material in it now. The yeah. Yeah. Damon, don't you have to wrap this up? I don't have to. No, let's oh. keep it going. We're yeah. going to roll on into hour two. No, we aren't. Hour three. <laughs> because we are we are done. Uh, you did fights after dark. Uh, there, there is one more plug though. It's from me, uh, Brian Townsend, and I. And you probably, he probably said it in the other half of the episode. Brian and Townsend and I are doing Into the Batcave, where we are doing audio commentaries on every single episode of Batman the Animated Series. You can see it on iTunes. It's there right now. There's probably eight to ten episodes up now. Madness. Yeah, there, there's one where kids get raped. It's pretty awesome. And we aren't the, doing the kid raping. It's actually in the episode. Was it's called Woody Allen there? Woody Allen was not there. But anyway, <laughs> that's it. Adam West. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the Grey Ghost. We did that one. Beware the Grey Ghost. But anyway, we're done. <laughs> I'm not going to do an ant. We're back, really. Because <laughs> we're not back. It's just... Uh, anyway... Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, we were uh, we were wrong. Well, let's rephrase that. Mike was wrong because he's always <laughs> said if you have a different panel, they'll come up with a different uh, uh, what do you call that? A different, a different uh, victor, a different winner. Yeah, and look uh, at that. And not only uh, did we get the same winner, uh, they were pretty close, even in the final four. And uh, although there was a lot more spite on my side. Yeah, so at this point, we actually haven't heard each other's episodes yet, so... Uh, no, not at all. This, uh, but yeah, we we played nice, and uh, apparently you guys didn't. No, well, I pissed off Michael. <laughs> I, I really did. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, huh. I think this is hard scientific proof that with the exception of uh, All Good Things and Forbidden Planet, we come up with the right answer. Yeah, okay, maybe not. Man, probably not Oa. I don't think that was a good one. <laughs> I just got a text message from Chuck. We should have a be- have a geek fight for best Michael bitching out moments. <laughs> oh, that would be a fun geek fight. Uh, that'll, that'll be one of our special editions. I'm glad he doesn't actually listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yesterday we had a horrible, horrible weekend at... Uh, Detroit Fanfare, uh, those of you that came out and saw us, thank you for the uh, nut shots. I appreciated that. 
Uh, <laughs> why aren't you talking, Mike? Why did you mute? Uh, because you were talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just talking about. Uh, well, I had a theory that anytime somebody says, "Hey, come check me out at this thing," and I had a great time, like post, like, "Oh, this comes out after you were there," they always end up having a bad time. So my theory is, if we uh, say we had a bad time, then yes, it was horrible. A horrible time at the Detroit Fanfare. They banned us. We're never coming back. Yeah, but that's kind of awesome um, if we got banned. I'd be proud of that. Okay, they uh, they didn't the, ban us. The um, rape the rape rooms were horrible, though. No, I actually like those. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You and Josh, I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm not joking about that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Check out Backlot D for new movie news. Yeah, we, we had we had plenty of Backlot D on this show. Yes, we did. For your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Uh, unfortunately, uh, John Champion couldn't be on, but oh well. Uh, need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communicate and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Uh, special thanks goes out to Karen for being our web presence. Uh, check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr with uh, Mr. Chris Mitchell. And, of course, Jarrett Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. Uh, see, I would uh, see. I, there's the. I would also like to thank our guests for joining us, but, but whatever. Uh, Mike, uh, you can find me on these Odd Complex podcasts uh, where we talk about comic books. On the Week and Geek Video Show, where we also talk about comic books. Both of them can be found at zodcomplex.com. Uh, you can also find Week and Geek at uh, I think it's youtube.com uh, slash user slash Week and Geek. Uh, you can find us at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets that uh, at least I mentioned earlier. I don't know if you mentioned them. Um, our past episodes and more. And uh, what, can't we find you somewhere else now? I've already said it. Well, Brian said it. Then I said it. Now I'm saying it again. <laughs> Into the Batcave, Brian and I doing audio commentaries for Batman the Animated Series. Uh, it is safe for work. You could totally watch it at work. No, you can't. We talk about horrible things like pearl necklaces. I'm not going to reference to what it is, but pearl necklaces, uh, small children being raped. It's all there. It's all in the episodes and bold-ass costume criminals. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to rate review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like Geek Fights on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us uh, at geekfights at gmail.com or uh, at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are, well, next week, I know what that is. That is Best Villain 2. I'm calling it The Quickening. Mike wants to call it The Wrath of Khan. Some want to call it Electric Boogaloo, but I like calling it The Quickening. Cause we're, we're sticking with Quickening. It's kind of shitty. Uh, and then after that... Because then after that, we'll do a Renegade cut. That would be awesome. But... <laughs> After that is Best Scare. It was going to be Best Monster, but now it's Best Scare because Best Monster follows that. And, uh, well, we're going to try and get Kirky on. She's living in China right now. So we're trying to get Kirky back. It'll be awesome. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Until Thank- next. We got to say thanks again for listening, Mike. You always jump that line. That's because uh, that's not in my script. Well, fucking write it in your script. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. What? It's not my script either. Fuck you. (laughs) Keep fighting the geek fight.
good night. That's a great thing is you dare someone to drink a gallon of milk because uh, the human stomach can't, actually can't handle more than a certain amount, a little under a gallon. Some people are like, oh, I could do that, but <laughs> they're going to throw up right after. I'll be like a rally racer. I'll have yeah. a, a catheter in, and it's going <laughs> to go over the stage. It's just going to leak right out. Uh, oh. Michael, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, nice. Hello, Michael. Michael, you've met well. You've talked to Josh before. Mm -hmm. He was in Best Schwarzenegger quote. Oh, that classic! (laughs) Yes, that classic. That's fun. Yeah. Wait. Uh, Yeah. So, are we are we good? Are we going? Or yeah, we're gonna go. So shut the fuck up. Hey, fuck off. Anyway. Okay. Uh. I got a cough. Hang on. Hold on. He's coughing. Drum roll. Uh, Michael, you did. Did you hear what I said about geek cred being right at the beginning when we introduce you? Okay. So we learn a little bit about you. Don't do okay. me first because I We're forget how to do it. That's fine. We're not doing it at the break after the break. There isn't really a break. Well, there'll be a break, but there really won't be a break because it's only sixteen things. If we go oh. really slow, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't Hour think- two of the Captain America discussion. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. The order is uh, Michael, Rob, Josh, and then Chuck. Yeah. I'm going to try and outdo Mike, because Mike never gives anybody any kind of nickname or pimped out intro. He's just like, yeah, um, Michael. And then Mike- Michael <laughs> says something, and then he's like, uh, Rob. And Rob <laughs> says something. Josh. And then uh, Chuck. He doesn't no. sound that sad. You make him sound like an <laughs> NPR guy. Yeah, it's not Chuck. He at least has an upbeat ending, like Chuck. No, that's like a question. He doesn't know Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael. By the way, how is this whole thing working exactly? Because we got like two teams or something. It's not teams so much as there are two. It's two separate episodes, but it's the same bracket because we wanted to test to see if we would come out with the same answer uh, two episodes at the same time yeah well, basically we're, we're the joke squad so we have to make sure green lantern wins no <laughs> just a puzzle I, I, I will i will vehemently vote against the <laughs> shittiest movie on here which is green lantern midnight i don't care paris. no no not midnight in paris i will i will give woody woody allen credit it's his most successful film. Well, what? Uh, what do you kind of like financially? <laughs> so Transformers was one of the most fi- financially successful movies, and it was amazing in 3D. I've done. That's Are we say. recording the show now or what? Yeah, it's being recorded. But let's. I was waiting because Rob is on the phone. Oh. Because it says, it says on the phone hit me last. That would. Uh, <clears throat> 
blow through it, I yeah. mean, then you won't be ready. You know? He's on like one of those sex chats. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. Oh, yeah, he's on a sex chat. <laughs> he's wrapping it up right now. Wrapping it up. Oh, my God. Putting a bag on it. Bag it in <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. What am I <laughs> Handy wipe that shit and let's get it over. <laughs> oh, buddy. Video, Rob, I want to see. Oh, Lord. I am so glad that I did not put any of you on Mike's side. <laughs>